0: Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am running solo because T-Rex told me he had to be in court today. Uh, He said, oh, to find a traffic ticket at 8.30 in the morning. It's now 12.11. He's still not here. You know what? I I really am having a a contest to replace T-Rex. I I know I was kind of joking before. I think Ellenberger is going to be our new uh, permanent thing because this is ridiculous. Uh, This is what I'm dealing with. I, I'm kind of annoyed. I'm sorry if I'm taking it out on you guys, the listeners. You've been nothing but great. I've been getting nothing but great responses from you guys. Thank you. Uh, Hector Lombard is a big hit. I can't tell you how many people have told me oh, I wasn't a Lombard fan until your podcast. And, and, you know, other people were huge Lombard fans. So thank you. Thank you, Hector Lombard. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, what's going on? Hope you guys had a happy new year. Uh, new Year's Eve, I hosted a show at the Haha. Ha. And, uh, it was, it's a ha ha comedy club. I'm the host. And there's this girl who was kind of cute in the crowd. And I was like, she looked familiar. She's on a date. I'm like, oh, where'd you guys meet? And then they, they said match.com. And then I looked, I go, wait a minute. I didn't, we go out for match.com years ago. And she's like, yeah. So we, I actually went on a date with the girl in the crowd and I just happened to see her then. I'm like, oh wait, uh, how did our, our date go? And she goes, not well. So then I had to like come back and I'm like, sir, just so you know, your, your girlfriend smells very good. Everyone was laughing at that, which, which was good. And then it turned out she was pregnant, which made it even funnier. Because I was like, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, that baby might be mine. And sorry I didn't call you back. And ho- hopefully it doesn't look like me. And, and then on, like, New Year's Eve, I told everyone to get up and give her a big hug. Which, obviously, I didn't want people to do that. But I thought it was funny. So that was my New Year's. I, I met a girl that, um, oh, I didn't meet her. I actually went out with a girl that was in the crowd. That was kind of funny. Uh, what else? What else can I tell you? Uh, so... Some big news going on. Dominic Cruz pulled out of his fight against Burrell. Faber gets the title shot. How cool is that? This guy's had more title shots than actual fights. I, I'm a big Faber fan. I think he could do it. I think he could pull it off. I know he doesn't want to hear it, but I think Dwayne Ludwig in his corner is going to make a huge difference. I think that, I think Faber is going to, you guys heard it from me first. Uriah Faber will pull the upset and beat Burrell. I know some of you guys think I'm crazy, but. Eddie Wineland was winning that fight before he got caught. He won the first round against Burrell. There is a way to beat Burrell. Uh, Faber has got, he's hungrier than ever. He's got a whole, I mean, you know, he's got the best butt chin for butt chin, you know, in the UFC. He, he, the guy, he, Uriah Faber once asked a girl for anal, and she punched him in the chin. But I'm a big Uriah Faber fan, and uh, I'm a big Team Alpha Male fan, and I think they got a shot. I think they got a shot. I think that uh, Favor's going to pull it off. Uh, that whole car is going to be good. Um, I'm looking forward to the overy mir fight. Uh, a couple other guys. Uh, I think Abel Trujillo's on that, taking on Jamie Varner. Varner, um, since losing to Dakota Cochran, has been... I think that was like the that was like the lowest point, but that fight really seemed to wake his ass up, pun intended. So, yeah, that, that that's going to be good. I don't know um, if you guys... I watched the uh, UFC fight pass over the weekend. That was that was pretty cool. It was it was an interesting experience. It's, it's weird watching something on your computer, um, and uh, you know, it's weird giving your credit card to anything. I always get nervous. I give my credit card to something, and I wonder how many people are gonna give their credit card and then cancel it after the free thing. I'm wondering. I think some people are gonna do that, but you know what? Though it, it was shot really well. It was shot really well. It was also. I now realize how lucky I am to live in America where – the fights are at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock. Because that starting at 3 o'clock in the morning was brutal. That was hard. And I, I feel bad for you Europeans now. Everyone who... People in, in I don't know, England or they, wherever they are, they have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch live fights. I now have a new respect for you. Because you are true. It was weird not getting the same amount of retweets for the events that I usually get when I make jokes. But then I'm realizing that most people are sleeping. And people aren't really getting up. And, you know... The fight card in itself was a pretty good card. You know, it's one of those things. Sometimes you have guys that aren't that popular and they put on great fights. And other times you have cards where everybody knows who they are and the fights aren't that exciting. But Tarek Safferdeen is a beast. He may be the most underrated fighter in the UFC. His leg kicks are brutal. Uh, He's going to be a problem for everybody. And that fight he had, that was a great fight. That was a great fight. Great fight. By the way, back to Uriah Faber. You know, he's due for a win. In a, he's 0-5 in his last five title fights. And uh, But but I think I do. Back to Ludwig. I mean, the guy can fix Obamacare. That's, that's how good Ludwig is. And uh, I think he's going to... All right, back to that. All right. So uh, what else happened? Uh, Tito Ortiz got a DUI. Yes, that was... Uh, I was on TMZ uh, recently, which is unfortunate because I, you know, I, met, I know I make a lot of Tito Ortiz jokes here, but I met Tito. I worked with him on the MMA Awards, and the guy couldn't have been cooler. It was one of those things where I had a sketch, like, if you want to join Team Punishment, you have to do, go through the following things. And I was like, watch all Ben Askren fights, uh, go bra shopping with Daniel Cormier. It was actually, at the time, it was pretty funny really funny. And we shot it and Tito was good and he was easy to work with and he was really cool. And then for some reason they never aired it. They didn't like the it went to the editor and it went to whatever and the producer they didn't want. And Tito was at the award show with Jenna at the time and it didn't air and I felt I felt bad for the guy because because it was a good sketch. And uh I'll try to find this guy because it was funny. So they never aired it and this is no one ever knows this story actually, but it was not my fault i i wanted it to air i wrote the thing and it was funny it was actually really funny so tito ortiz is going through some things right now where he ran into a pole he got drunk and hit a pole this is the first thing he's hit in the last seven years um he had two people in the car which is unfortunate because lately you know all you hear about tito is terrible things in the news and you know stuff with jenna and now the dui and um And you almost forget that Tito, at one point, was such a dominant champion and such a great fighter. And it's kind of unfortunate. It just came out recently, just an hour ago, that Tito was in the back of a cab, banging a girl for 90 minutes. Which is probably the best cardio he's ever actually had. I mean, I I don't even believe that story, because I think it would be four minutes and he'd pull out with a neck injury. But that's what they're saying. They're saying it's 90 minutes. Tito, good for him. And good for him for taking a cab, also. I mean... He should be taking a cab if, uh, because, well, you know, good for him. Banging a chick for 90 minutes. That's, I guess if you're with Janet Jameson, you have, you know, I know personally I've hooked up with an uh, adult film star or two in my day, and uh, they're really good at it. They have lots of practice, and, uh, the, you know, one thing that they're good at is sex. I mean, they're probably good at other things, too, but sex is definitely one of the things they're really good at. So Tito Ortiz crashed into a, a pole um, Jenna also ran into a stiff pole, just not, okay. All right, so anyway, Tito Ortiz, yes. Other stuff that we have to talk about. Chris Weidman says that T.R.T. does not belong in the sport, and I got to agree with him. I agree with the guy. It's not fair that some people get to take testosterone and other people don't. And first of all, you're a a cage fighter. You fight in in a, you're a professional fighter. How do you suffer from low testosterone? You're a fighter, That's like a porn star saying, suffer from a happy childhood. I mean, seriously, you're a fighter. You're a fighter, and you suffer from low testosterone, really? And a guy like Vitor Belfort, who was busted for steroids, who there's back in the day, and they're saying that steroid use can lower the testosterone. You know what? Sometimes you have consequences, and and if you do something, you got to pay for it. And I agree with Chris Weidman, because why should some people say they need—look, if you're— 37 years old, 38. Obviously, I'm 35. My testosterone is not where it used to be when I was 21 or 22, but that's life. And I and otherwise you got to just say, you know what? Why don't I have a TRT league where everyone gets to do testosterone? And have a you have a regular league and a TRT league and then you on pay-per-view, you'll see if you could beat the, you know, I understand. I understand what Chris weidman saying I think he's trying to get in Vitor beat, beat Belfort's head. And uh you know, right now, I think he's a two-to-one favorite Weidman over Belfort. It's in Vegas, which helps Weidman because it seems like in Brazil, Belfort is, is like the Incredible Hulk. But uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a great fight. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a great fight. And if Belfort beats Weidman, I think it's in the first round. That's what Chael told me personally was that Vitor Belfort, if you could last the first round, breaks after the first round. This is from Chael. He goes, but that first round is brutal. That first round, Vitor Belfort obliterates people. I mean, Dan Henderson, who's never been knocked out before, Belfort stopped him. You look at what he did to Matt Lindland back in Affliction. You look at some of the—Vitor Belfort is is a monster. He was a monster before testosterone. I think that's why people get on him, because it wasn't like he needed testosterone to do well. He, he was a, He's always been a monster. So uh, anyway, all right, so what else we got? So we're talking about that. There was a couple uh, UFC Fight Night 33 is coming up soon. Uh, Luke Rockholt versus Costa Filippo. I like Costa Filippo. He's been a supporter of MMA Roasted for a while. He, uh, he only has like 3,000 followers on Twitter, which is, which is crazy. And he's a tough dude. He's a real tough dude. He, he started off as a boxer. He was a boxer that couldn't get a fight boxing. He was on ESPN Fights, actually. And then he started doing MMA just to kind of keep himself busy. Trained over at Sara Longo, picked himself up. And he's uh, and doing really well. And I think he's going to be a problem. The problem is that Rockhold's grappling is way better than Costa Philippou's grappling. So if Rockhold can get it to the ground, and Rockhold is a guy with a victory over Jacare. I mean, you look at how good Jacare is, and Rockhold beat him. So I don't know who wins that fight. I'm going to be rooting for Costa Philippou. Uh, but, you know, Rockhold is—and that, that, whole, that whole card is good. Uh, you got Lorenz Larkin against Tavares. Tavares came to my show. I got to root for him. Um, TJ Dillashaw is fighting, guy from Team Alpha male against Mike Easton, who has the biggest cup in the history of the UFC. I don't know if uh, he's borrowing Chuck Congo's cups before his fights, but he's packing. I mean, he's basically the original Capizano without the erection. He just has a huge. I, I don't know if it's really gay of me even talk about the guy's cup right now. And I don't know. What am I talking about? But uh, Moraga is fighting Ortiz. I don't really know Dustin Ortiz, but Moraga's a, a badass dude. Cole Miller, who's a friend of the show, is fighting Sam Cecilia. Another great fight. I hope that that card. It's a good. It's a good card. It's free. It's on Fox Sports One. It's Wednesday. I mean, how could you not like that card? Today, by the way, uh, we got some great guests. I, I don't know if we're going to do one or two podcasts, but we have Tim Kennedy is coming on our show. Phil Baroni, Ben Askren. Yes, Ben Askren, the Ben Askren, the guy. I'm, I'm excited about all of them, obviously, but Ben Askren, the guy who has been probably the, one of the most talked about fighters. In the last couple months, everybody's mine. Ben Astro's gonna be on the show. We were supposed to have Sarah McMahon, but she's flying in, so she's gonna be on next week. Uh, we have Isaac Valley Flag. I think I pronounced that right. If I didn't, I apologize. So I'll get the, the uh, I know people are asking me if I'm mispronouncing people's names for comedic value. I'm not. I'm not that clever. I wish I was. Uh, but um, but yeah. And then we have Jeff Nader, whose nickname is Scary Nickname. That's his actual nickname. Scary nickname. I think that's the best nickname in MMA. The the fact that you call your... uh, He's going to tell a really funny Dan the Wolfman story. And uh, by the way, we had Dan the Wolfman on last week. And a lot of people seemed to enjoy the interview. Some people, actually one guy in particular, said that I was picking on Dan the Wolfman or making fun of him or making him like a Howard Stern whack pack. That was not the intention. Okay? I met Dan the Wolfman... He's helped me with my training. He's a super nice guy. He, and I I enjoy, he's a pro fighter. Any pro fighter I love to have on the show, I have nothing but respect for pro fighters. I was messing with him a little bit, but I told him before we were going to ask him funny questions. That was part of the, part of the shtick. And he agreed to it. I apologize, Dan the Wolfman. I normally don't apologize on the show for anything, and I'm a comedian. Why should I apologize? That's kind of whatever. But it was no disrespect to Dan the Wolfman. That's that's. I'll be the bigger the the big man, and I would love to have him back on the show because he, he he is a character, and that's the thing. It's like, why am I freaking apologizing for this one guy? No, you know what? Apology taken back. It was a, it was. A, I'm just trying to have fun on this goddamn show, and I want people to listen. And I hate. And he was a good sport, and that's that. Okay, that no more apologies ever again. I'm not apologizing. What, what's wrong with me? I'm a freaking turned into a big soft pussy in my old age. And anyway, so we got Tim Kennedy calling in. And, uh, can't wait to talk to
1: him Hello Hey,
0: Tim Kennedy, how's it going?
1: It's going spectacularly
0: How are you, man? Uh, by the way, I just want to say thank you for defending my honor on Twitter, by the way You told Biz Bing that you would defend my honor because he, he, he said, I think you were boring But then you made him saying I was boring And you said you were going to defend, thank you, by the way, for defending my honor
1: you're welcome. It was really uh, a tweet I don't think constitutes defending anything. Um, it's 140 characters. It's not anything, really. If I ever have the opportunity to physically do it, then I, would, then I think I would deserve a thank you. But under those circumstances, it was my privilege, no, my, my, my honor to defend you.
0: <laughs> well, well, you have, actually. I mean, you, you, you are how many times have you been to Iraq? You've been... I don't know. Uh, a lot, a lot of times, a lot of times, yeah. and uh, so you have defended not only my honor but the whole country's honor, so uh, the whole world's honor. So, well, I mean, well, except, for the, people, except for the people you were actually uh, shooting. Now, um, why is everyone afraid to fight you?
1: Uh, I'm just a bad matchup. Um, I'm possibly kind of thick scold, and stupid, so you know you're not going to knock me out. You're pretty much not going to submit me. So your only chance of beating me is, you know, running for me for 25 minutes or, um, you know, or, or having some really stupid judges. You know, if you have, like, five Cecil people judging the fight, then maybe you could, uh, you know, squeak a win in there.
0: Do you think people are, uh, It's just a bad matchup because it's going to be, it's going to be a grinding kind of you getting on them, wrestling them, just, just sort of just you taking
1: it? You know, I, I, hit, I hit pretty hard. Um, I have a good chance. I'm a pretty good wrestler. I'm pretty good at jujitsu. Uh, my stand up is always improving and pretty good. So there's really not an area that you're gonna you're gonna outclass me in. You know, you you might you might be able to squeak um, some <laughs> elements of of something that right. might be perceived as better. But you know, you're you're gonna have to be in there until I either knock you out, I either submit you, or or you see the judges' scorecard.
0: Right, right, right. Now, uh, now, why why do you think bizbing is scared of you?
1: Well, I mean, I've been calling him out for like three years, and I haven't gotten a chance to fight him yet. So I'm not saying he's not scared of me. You know, he, he's been conveniently hiding behind Joe Silva's coattails and then, like, you know, pointing off, hey, all the matchmakers really have the ultimate say in it. Um, you know, he's a marquee UFC fighter that's, you know, been, been in title contention a couple of times. You know, if anybody has the pull to make a fight happen, it's that guy. Right. You know, I've, only been, I've only been fighting in the UFC twice, and um, so all, all, all I can do is say I'm 100% for it. Here's a bout agreement signed with any date, any place, and, um, and it talks smack to him.
0: That bout agreement was great, by the way. You called him Michelle, and then you said you, the fight has to be in England uh, because that's where he usually fights. That was, that was really funny, by the way. That was very, 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 very clever.
1: You know, nobody even picked up on the fact that I called him Michelle. Everybody's like, oh yeah, what's wrong with fighting in the UK? I'm like, nothing's wrong with fighting in the UK. I just called that dude Michelle. Why doesn't anybody make fun of that?
0: <laughs> now, God. he he says he's not scared of you because you, you dress up as a ballerina.
1: Huh. Well, I do. But, I mean, I, I have some amazing legs. And I'm I, I think of every ballet dancer ever in the history of ballet, I would be the most frightening. So if you're going to be scared of... A guy that dresses up as a black swan, then I should be that guy.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Now he also said that you're a subpar guy, and then you respond to him by saying that he's a dirty, eye poking spitter.
1: Well, those are all true. Well, all the things I said about him are true. And if he's referring to my golf game, then yes, I am a some subpar player. But um, regarding fighting, you know, like I don't. How many times do get knocked out? I, I don't even know. Um, every time he fights somebody good, he's been knocked out. I've, I've never been knocked out, you know? Uh, I, I don't know how I can get... Uh, who, who have I lost to? Like, Luke Rockhold and Jacare, and both were very, very close 25-minute title fights. Oh, wait, he's never fought for a title. That's right. Oh, that's awkward. Um... <laughs>
0: Now, I mean, as it, seems, it seems like, now, are you a little nervous, though, that you are talking this, must, this much smack, and then, like, what if it doesn't go your way? Are you ever nervous about maybe, oh, man, like, eating, like eating crow, like, oh, man, if I talk all this smack and like, I lose, does that ever does that ever come to your...
1: Yeah, well, so, I, I shoot a lot, of guns, and I really enjoy it, and um, I think I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm probably better at that than I'm at fighting, um, and I was running my mouth about how good I am, and I was at this, like, big sniper, international sniper competition, and they are filming me, um, and I missed this embarrassingly easy shot. It was, like, 250 meters. I'm shooting out of the roof from a kneeling position, and, like, not once, but twice. Like, it was an easy shot. Uh, I, I can't... It, it was easy, and I missed twice. Um, you know, and, and, of course, I've been, like, running my mouth about how good I am, so... The humiliation and, and humbling that goes along with running your mouth and then not performing the way that you should have always sucks big time. But right. I'm not am not worried about it against Bisbing because I don't think he has a chin anymore. I don't think he's a good enough wrestler. Um, you know, like I know he has great footwork and he's fast, but can you do that for 25 minutes to run from me? You know, I, I really would like five rounds with him. Uh, so I don't know. No, I yeah, think I think it'll, you're it'll... gonna
0: get the fight. I do. I think you're gonna get the fight. Uh, I think that you. Uh, I think you're, you're you're super smart. I talked to Chael about you, by the way. I was like, and Chael thinks the same thing. You know, um,
1: God, I, I love that guy's hair. <laughs>
0: um, now, but the thing is, now, now according to uh, to uh, Bisping says he wants to shut you up, and then he said that what you were, when you were in basic training, he was in the U- shining shoes. He was in the UFC kicking ass.
1: Is, is there? <laughs> Um, well, again, it shows that every time he opens his mouth, just something moronic comes out. Um, the, the U S military, we've been fighting these wars, uh, in the middle East. And that's what I was doing. So the middle East, uh, we don't shine boots there because we wear canned boots because we fight in the desert recently. Um, so, so just the factually he's incorrect. And if he means by like kicking indoors and shooting really, really evil people in the face as shiny shoes, then yeah, I guess I was doing that. Um, yeah, so he was, he was um, showboating as an athlete while I was, like, protecting him and fighting with other special forces units from his own home country while he was, I don't know, not serving his.
0: So let's get to that for a second, and by the way, because that's very, uh, that's, that's crazy. So you were kicking indoors in Iraq, and how many, how many people have you shot, actually?
1: Uh, I don't know. Every one of them I regret, regret and there's a lot of them. You know, I was a special forces sniper, um, a ranger. I was on a door-kicking team for four years. I was on a Halo sniper team for three years. So if, if I didn't um, kill bad people, I, I would be really, really bad at my job. That would be like um, that be like an MMA fighter that's had 200 fights that's never knocked anybody <laughs> out or submitted anybody. That, I think that would be like the equivalent. Uh, right, right. So, now, I lot. mean,
0: now, now, do you think that Bisbing that there's a part of you and Bisbing that it's like kind of okay? He kind of knows this is all part of the sport and part of the game and building hype. And even though you guys are talking smack, there's a part of you that like obviously has mutual respect. Or this guy really doesn't like you.
1: Oh, I think he really doesn't like me. Um, uh, there's a lot of elements about uh, about Michael that I do respect. You know, like he he's been outspoken about TRT as I have. Um, you know, even though he's been like a dirty, dirty fighter in the cage. You know, the he does a great job promoting a fight. I think he's a very talented fighter. And, um, you know, especially him, not only, you know, he, he's kind of left Peter Belfort out of it, but he is very, very pointed when he talks about TRT and how it doesn't belong to the sport. And I 100% with, agree with him on, the, on those regards.
0: Right. I mean, so how do you see, uh, that's what we were talking about. Chris Weidman said that recently. How do you see the Weidman-Belfort fight going?
1: I don't, I don't know, is is Peter Belfort, like, dripping testosterone out of his eyeballs, or is he, like, a normal human being? Because uh, every time that we've seen him fight, uh, especially, you know, in the past, what, six years, five years, um, when he's fought on American soil and he had to deal with the local athletic commission, he's not had a great performance. Uh, so... I think Chris Weidman is is a better fighter. I think he's a, a better wrestler. I think he hits just as hard as Vidor. Uh, Vidor is scary, but I, I, Chris, I think, is a better fighter. Um, you know, but that the wild card is what 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 is Vidor's training regiment going to be like? Um, enhanced with steroids? You know, I, I would love to be able to train, you know, three times a day and and not have to recover and not. Have, <laughs> it'd be amazing, but. I'm human, and uh, and I have normal human testosterone levels, uh, not, like, horse levels.
0: And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Now, when you called out Belfort and uh, he didn't want to fight you, did he ever respond to, you, to your to your call-outs or no? Uh,
1: well, originally, I didn't call him out. Uh, Joe Silva said that's who I was fighting. Uh, and I said, oh, cool, that's great, great news. I'm excited to fight one of the greats. And uh, can I fight him in the United States? And he's like, no, you're going to fight him in Brazil. I'm like, oh, okay, of course I am. Uh, can I have, you know, like, can we have, like, VADA, uh, you know, kind of voluntary uh, doping testing? And he and they're like, no, 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 Vitor doesn't really do that. I'm like, oh, okay, of course he doesn't. Do I have any choice in this? No, you're going to fight him. Okay, fantastic. Then I will fight Vitor in Brazil. Let's do this. I'm excited. And, uh, and then he's like, okay, never mind. I don't want to fight him unless he fights me at two I'm like, what is craziness? So I, I really didn't have any say in any of that. I didn't call him out. It was just my boss telling me when to be somewhere and what to do, and uh, I just said yeah.
0: And then, but then, but then, still, the fight was off uh, after that.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Vidor's side. Yeah, I mean that. Now, have, gave,
0: have you ever been knocked out in, in, uh, in sparring or training or knocked down? Or
1: uh, I got dropped by a liver kick by my friend Dylan O'Lee one time. But like, he's like two hundred sixty-five pounds. He's pretty agile. Um, now, like I said, I have a stupid thick skull. There's something wrong with my brain. Maybe, I don't know, it's small and it, it doesn't really work well. Or it doesn't respond to blunt trauma. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, I, you know, but tra- training's training. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying I, I'm just kind of like a, a brick poop house.
0: No, you're, no honestly, you're, I got, first of all, I have, I'm not just saying, I, I, I do a lot of shows for the military. Those are my favorite shows. I've been overseas eight times for the military I've been to you know Japan, Korea Guam Guantanamo Bay Cuba I've done shows in Bahrain Oman Abu Dhabi Kuwait uh, I mean just goes on I, I was in Singapore and uh, last week I was where was I I was last week I was in not last week last month I was in Europe I, I do shows for the military all the time those are my favorite shows because you guys deserve to laugh so you know forget about MMA thank you on that level you know thank you for doing what you do um I don't know why I'm, I'm even saying that, but thank you. Now, let's go through the top 10 guys in your division, because right now you're ranked 10th. How do you see... It. Now, let's... What, eight?
1: I said, take it.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. How do let us right. Let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the, the name of the fighter. You tell me how the fight would go. You versus Chris Weidman.
1: Me versus... Oh, we're going to go bottom to top. Yeah. Um, do I get to have a baseball bat in the <laughs> No. Okay, um, man. Of every single dude in that entire division, Chris Weidman is the toughest matchup for me. Um, and I, I, when I was in New York, I trained with him, and uh, you know, we had like a this hour and a half, two hour long grappling session. I mean, this was years ago. I think it was after his first UFC fight, and uh, and not a single submission happened. And even worse, there wasn't. Any- that was like solidified for, for more than a second or two because it was, it was almost scrambling for like 90 minutes.
0: Did he submit you at all?
1: No, nobody submitted each other. Nobody really got dominant position on each other, you know, for, for almost two hours. Um, and, uh, man, so, you know, he's just good. So, all right, I don't so- know how that would – I would love that fight. Um, I really honestly, of all the fights, I don't know how that one would go.
0: All right, you versus Anderson Silva. Oh, actually, well, actually, we'll take that out because he's, he's he's injured. Uh, you versus Belfort.
1: Uh, I think I'd beat him. I, th- I think I could uh, beat him the clinch. I think I could beat him in wrestling. I think I could beat him with jujitsu, and um, you know, I think he'd be doing like some like triple reversal spinning heel kick, and 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 um, make a mistake, and I could knock him out too.
0: Nice. Those are those. Uh, that's a very bold claim, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. You versus Jacare rematch.
1: <sighs> Jacare and Luke are both guys. Like even though I have like close decision losses to them, um, I, I, I'm not interested in fighting because we're both strike force guys, and I want like all three of us to be like one number, number one, number two, number three, and then we all like fight for the title in one night against each other. So that'd be cool. Uh, again, that would that would be another great fight. Uh, his stand-up has improved. Uh, I'm gonna take Shockwave by submission.
0: You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna wait. You're gonna take him like you're gonna beat him by submission, or yeah, uh, okay. Yep, I'm
1: gonna knock out Fedor and then I'm gonna submit uh, Souza.
0: Okay, you versus we're gonna skip Bisbing because we covered that. Uh, by the way, okay, Bisbing. How do you think the Bisbing fight goes?
1: Um, I think he spends 25 minutes, well, 24 minutes running from me, and then I hit his chin and I knock him out.
0: You versus uh, Machida. <laughs>
1: okay. um... Crank kick, knockout by me.
0: <laughs> you versus Mark Munoz.
1: Crown uh, and pound, knockout by me.
0: You versus Luke Rockhold.
1: Luke, oh man, that's my buddy. Uh, again, another close fight. I think. Um, I think I learned my lessons from our first fight, and I know how to fix that. So I'm gonna say me close decision.
0: Okay, and then uh, you versus Nick Diaz.
1: What happened to Francis Carmont?
0: Uh, well you you're you're ranked number tenth, so that that would be number uh, ten. Uh, okay. you all right? Uh, you Nick versus Diaz. Francis Carmont. Okay, we'll go that.
1: Um, Uma Plata submission second round.
0: <laughs> you're calling the Uma Plata? <laughs> That's amazing.
1: All right, you versus
0: Nick Diaz. Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz? Uh, Nick.
1: Nick Diaz. Um, doesn't show to the press conference. It's mad. And uh, he just hands me my show and reschedules the fight for later. <laughs> that's,
0: that's actually probably two to one odds that would happen. All right, you versus John Jones.
1: Me versus John Jones. God, this happens at Jackson's, and I don't want to talk about it. Why? What happens? He beats me up. <laughs>
0: I mean, is it bad? I mean, how, how, how bad does he beat you up?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think I go for, like, maybe, let's, let's see, in a, in a two-round um, MMA sparring session. I probably go for about 15 to 20 takedowns, and I score maybe one or two. Um, I maybe throw 100 to 120 punches, and I land – I'm going to be really generous and say about – Four to five percent. Wow.
0: B- but but now what is he landing on you and taking down you?
1: Uh, so he probably throws, you know, about the same volume, maybe 100 to 150 punches. He lands maybe in the 90 to 95 percent <laughs> realm. And, um, and then he shoots. You know, he's not very offensive with me, takedown-wise, because um, I'm short and I'm fat and I have a big butt, so I'm actually kind of hard to take down. Um, but usually he reverses me when I try to take him down, but when he does shoot, you know, maybe out of four takedowns, he scores three of them.
0: Wow. So you, do you see him just going through Glover?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always Glover's heavy hands that are dangerous, but, um, yeah, that's a tough fight for Glover. Yeah, Now, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, by the way. I really love revisiting <laughs> John Jones murdering me. Tell him not to boring. block me
0: on Twitter. He blocked me on Twitter because I made one joke. He blocked me. I said that. <laughs> I, you I, make fun of me all the time. I know. I, I, I said people hopped off the John Jones bandwagon because he was driving it. And then he. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's legitimately funny. I know. Tell, not- t- tell him to unblock me. <laughs> t- tell him I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. All right. So you versus Kane Velasquez
1: kane velasquez um, i don't see myself lasting a minute against him. hm what about Jones versus kane a close fight i i think kane i think Cain. if if we look at like the um you know- john's last fight and and we then take that opponent out and we put in kane um you know the 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 kickouts that were scored Kane's going to some more um, you know the pace that was set in that fight Kane's going to set a higher pace You know, it's just that's that's scary for John
0: Yeah no I think I think I mean it's just a different I think Kane wins that fight but Jones is you know you never know though maybe you land some crazy spinning elbow right
1: Kane doesn't yeah. see
0: I mean that's a, Jones always has that that, that X factor of such a good athlete, you know, and such a great fighter. It's like you can't,
1: yeah. can't
0: count him out of any fight. Now, do you train with uh, Travis Brown? I do. H- how, did, how does that go?
1: Um, I like John Jones, but worse. <laughs> He's bigger. <laughs> do, you think, um, do
0: you think Travis Brown's got a, le- a legitimate shot against Kane? I do.
1: I-, I think, um, golly, Travis is so athletic, and, um, you know, and he's demonstrating this last fight. He's dangerous from everywhere. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run him up against the cage. Like, people feel kind of safe there for a second. Oh no, he'll knock you out. Um, you know, like, all right, I'm gonna be in the in the center of the ring, outside of kind of striking range. Oh, he's gonna throw a flying knee to like some spinning stupid kick. He's you know, just like he. It, uh, the similarities between him and John, how they very creatively, almost in like an artistic way. Um, I would even go as far as to say. Um, like beautiful ballet ballet dancing you know I don't want to take anything away from me and my ballet skills but um, it's gorgeous when they really start getting creative and start having fun and they get into a rhythm it's like it's beautiful violence it's gorgeous so
0: who wins the sparring between Travis Brown and uh, and John Jones
1: uh, be a professional fighter at Jackson's coming in to watch that's pretty amazing I can't tell you
0: oh come on give us something give us something
1: um John has a hard time taking down travis. Um, he also has a difficult time with his range. That being said, John being John can like land some cr- the x factors that you're talking about yeah um i see I, I I made that plural. as a factors because you know it's not just the factor like he oh he has a he has a move, the spinning elbow. no dude, that guy has like like I said, when he starts getting creative you're uh, like where did that come from where, where did you learn that from he's like oh I saw Bruce Lee do it like 1962 on this video I was watching it's like cool I hate you like I wish I could just do that you know but he does that stuff
0: right right now uh, now. by the way what do you um, walk around at
1: uh, fat Tim or like athletic Tim both okay fat 225 athletic 223 <laughs> so you
0: can't make 170 not can make 170 why Is somebody calling me out
1: what's going on do I need to be on Twitter
0: <laughs> well I'm just wondering if you can make 170 how cause like you know you, I mean you're you're a big dude but I was wondering maybe you know maybe if no one wants to fight you at 185 you can go to 170
1: oh yeah cause guys at 170 would really really like to fight me <laughs> I mean, I think like John, Johnny Johnny Hendricks would like uh, be the only guy that's just his beard would be like, oh, yeah, I'll fight that guy. Besides <laughs> him, everybody else would be like, eh, I don't
0: know. What about Hector Lombard?
1: Hector? Oh, that'd be a great fight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he'd say yes to that.
0: He's been on our show before. He's, he's, he's called out everybody. He's the guy who wants to fight everybody.
1: <laughs> There's no... Called, I don't think he's... I think I called him out when I was uh, trying to get an opponent for the Fight for the Troop show.
0: Yeah, you did, you did. You called him out. You called him out, but then you also called out Overeem, and then you called out Tim Sylvia. I think it got...
1: Oh, I be, beat both of them pretty easily.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, who do you like, Overeem or uh, Frank Mir?
1: Frank Mir. Why? Frank Mir's my teammate. He trains at Jackson's. So I can't say anything against him. Um, I, I think... I don't want him to because Frank is so good, but, you know, I think he's kind of in the, the twilight years of, of his fighting. Um, and he, he's gonna want it. He's gonna want to go out, you know, if 2014 is gonna be his last year, I think, you know, he, he's gonna want to string together a couple of wins and then be like, you know, like, kind of like Chris Lytle and just be like, okay. I've done my thing. I've been champion. Um, I fought my way back, you know, from the lowest point of my career, a couple, of, you know, a few losses in a row, and uh, I'm back. But now I'm going to be a smart fighter and move on.
0: Yeah, his, his uh, last big win was a, a, a bar in Russia against John Jones during Last Call. That was a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, that
1: was that, that was a pretty good takedown, though.
0: It was pretty good. I was impressed. A lot of people like that, beca- that caused a big controversy on whether or not Frank Muir could beat John Jones based on that takedown. Uh, So, uh, by the way, uh, I've been trying to um, hook up with Julie Kedzie for a while. So if you could put in a good word for me there. Dude, she's the best. Yeah, she's like a real sweet girl. She's got a a great ass. I mean, have you seen how nice her ass is?
1: Oh, no, that's my coach's, like, um, (laughs) assistant, you know? So, I don't know. It's my coach's assistant. I can't see past that.
0: Really? Come on. But you're still a man Um, and you're still a, a guy, you know? Did, now, were you um were you married while, while you were in the uh, military, or where did you meet your wife?
1: For a little bit, um, I was in for a couple of years, and then I met her. Uh, I, she was a government contractor stationed at Fort Bragg, and um, yeah, you know, she's super like crazy hot, and there's not a lot of super crazy <laughs> hot girls at military bases. Um,
0: oh yeah. So man, cool. I
1: was like, I was on her like flies on crap, you know. Um, and uh, I was like, hey, where are you from? You, uh, you're you from this area? Like every every line there was, you know. The first time, she like slowly turned away and walked away, um, which was awkward. Like I wasn't even there. And then another time, um, she asked about stalking her, which I said I was. Um, and, then, and then I found her friend, and I got her friend. And there's like a lot of manipulation to finally get a date. And boom, I had her.
0: Nice. Now what, now, uh, now, what does she think of like your, your antics, by the way?
1: Well, I mean, so I'm in special forces, you know, like I'm going to Iraq, going to Afghanistan, Pakistan, South America. And, um, and all the while, you know, like I get back from ranger school and then like nine days later, I take a fight fighting the undefeated black belt in the <laughs> IFL on Fox. So she was pretty much intimately aware that there's something wrong with me. <laughs> And, um, so there, you know, it was all eyes wide open. She's like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to marry a rabbit that just did a line of cocaine and, um, is trying to catch a whole bunch of other psychotic rabbits. And that, that, I think that was probably the closest parallel she could get to me. Um, and she just kind of accepted me for. You know how special I am. I mean, spe- short bus special, not regular special.
0: I mean, does she think you're... But, like, when you're dressing up like a woman and you're painting your face like, like, like the crow and then calling out Bisbing, does she roll her eyes, or is she, does she kind of... Does she sort of... Is she into it?
1: <laughs> I think she just ignores me at moments <laughs> like that. She, she maybe doesn't claim me as her husband. Um, you know, she's she's like this overly educated... Really, gorgeous lady, and, and she's and that she has like this kind of special half stupid <laughs> husband. Um, so you know she's like, oh, really? You're gonna ride a motorcycle off a pier and start scuba diving? That's your plan to, to open the next video? Yeah, that's my plan. All right, who's paying for the for the motorcycle? Not me. Okay, you're good. I don't care. That's, don't break anything.
0: Oh man, you got you you, you lucked out because a lot of girls would be very uh, they'd, they'd be very creeped out by the whole thing, but you definitely lucked out by all that, man. Good for you. Well,
1: I think the, the common thread is, like, most women would be like, all right, do I have to pay for it? No. Are you going to break something? No. Am I going to see you at the end of this not wearing makeup? Yes. Okay, I'm good.
0: Gotcha. Now, we have a question from Foul Fam on the UG who wants to know, uh, will Kennedy start looking for more finishes in his next couple fights because his personality is getting him some spotlight action, but his style of fighting might be his downfall?
1: <laughs> My style of fighting? Um I think I have a higher finish percentage than almost every champion in the UFC and BizBang. So, um, no, I think I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and having like an 85% finish rate of my fights, either by TKO, KO, or, or submission, um, which is like crazy high. When the, when the UFC average is 50% and, I, and I'm an 85 to 87% guy in finishes, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't blame you. And then uh, your question... Always,
1: I always want to finish. I do. Um, I hate judges. Like, of all of my losses, it's usually from, you know, from, like, Cecil Peoples or, like, this boxing commissioner in, in Texas or something like that. I don't know. So, yeah, I always want to finish the fight.
0: And here's a question from OC Fight Fan. He wants to uh, ask Tim what he takes from watching Bisbing's fights that he feels will help him the most in, in uh, their fight.
1: Uh, well, I, um, I can't narrow it down to a couple of things, you know, like the, the Dan Henderson, Peter Belfort, both of them landed like big, powerful, scary, um, strikes. So taking those out, you know, his other losses, Vanderly Silva and Shelf Sonit, um, they both were dictating the, the speed of the fight. So if Bisbee goes out there and he starts throwing that, you know, that one, two, one, 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 two, one, high volume, good footwork fight, it's going to be a tough night for me. Uh, so I can't let him do that. I, I need to go out there and dictate the, the pace, tempo, and rhythm of the fight.
0: Right, right. Which you can. I mean, your your, your cardio is pretty much insane.
1: Yeah the military, the, they implanted this it's an ape heart. I'm not supposed to talk about it, but um, they had this gorilla that had done a lot of steroids, and he, and um, you know he died under traumatic circumstances, but his heart was in great condition, and they, they implanted that in my, into my body.:
0: Nice. Well, that makes sense, because it seems like you definitely uh,
1: yeah, a gorilla heart.:
0: Gorilla heart, gorilla heart. Now your dad really thought text from last fight was legit.
1: The, the what? Say your, it again?
0: Your, that thing that I write text from last fight. Your dad thought that was real.
1: No, for real. Yeah, like I, I only, I only tell the truth online. First of all, so anything I ever say, you should just take it as the truth. But that aside, um, not joking. My, my dad was like, Dad, did you? I can't believe you're talking like that today." This <laughs> thing, and I was like, "No." So there's this guy uh, that does these tweets. My, I mean, it's funny because my dad's to add even more. Um, power to to how brilliant you were in generating that those texts was. Remember, my dad was a twenty five year like investigator for the district attorney's office. Yeah, like he spent his whole entire career kind of figuring out like crap, and uh, and and you you put one over on my pops.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. That's great. That is great, man. So, uh, well, Tim, man, it's, it's a pleasure having you on. You're, you're always, you're always a, a great sport. You're always a great fighter, and uh, you're always a great, a, a great guest,
1: man. I think you, you should well, have your thanks own. thanks for side. having me. I appreciate it. Make fun of me more. I enjoy it. You, you have a good sense of humor.
0: I will, man. I will keep up the great work. I hope you get your Bisbing fight, and uh, take care, man. Have a have a great rest of the week.
1: Awesome. Thanks. Hey, uh, tag me in whatever your tweets so I can repost it on everything.
0: Absolutely, we'll do. Thanks, Tim. All right, later, skater. Okay. Well, that was Tim Kennedy. Uh, man, dude is is you know great fighter, smart guy, great guest. Love to have him. Funny, uh, dude. He uh, you know definitely has his work cut out for him. Bisping's not going to be easy. Bisping is no walkover for anybody. But I would love to see that fight. I think um, I think it's I think it'd be a great fight. I do, and you know I think Bisping also. Tim's gotten into, into his head, and it seems that uh, that is a way to mentally, you know, fighting is what, 90% mental, 95% mental? If you can get mentally get someone angry at you, so, although sometimes I have seen it work the other way, where you get someone angry and you get slaughtered, but who knows? Uh, I would love to watch it. I don't know. I think the UFC should make it happen. Bing's coming off from an injury. Uh, I think he's ranked number, according to the rankings, he's ranked number five, and Tim is number 10. So it's not a, a fight that shouldn't be made. It's a fight that makes sense. Uh, you know, I think it would be a great fight. I think that uh, I'd love to see it. So we got Isaac Valdiflag, and I hope I'm not butchering that name, but we're going to call him right now. Hello. Hey, Isaac.
1: Hey, what's up, man?
0: How's it going, man? Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, of course, they're
0: rap. We just had your teammate Tim Kennedy on. Oh, how's
1: that? Uh, how's he doing? I he, was going to refrain. from saying some choice reasons about
0: him. Oh, really? Why? What happened?
1: Oh no, I love him to death. I will talk as shit as I can about
0: him. <laughs> He's an entertaining guy, man. He basically said yeah, he, he, he said he could beat anybody in the in the in the, in the top ten in his uh, division, and uh, he was talking about sparring with John Jones and sparring with with. Uh, uh, sparring with uh, Travis Brown he was saying he gets beat up pretty bad by Jones and Brown but he was yeah, uh, well, you know those
1: guys are at the top level heavyweight fight <laughs> heavyweight now you don't get much better than Travis
0: yeah so so you finally got a fight man it's, it's been almost a, a, a year since your last fight yeah it has
1: been uh, you, you know I'm, I'm excited to fight finally uh, it's, uh, I've been looking forward to this for a little bit now
0: you know and what happened last time you got, you got hurt right
1: yeah, I was supposed to fight Sam style in June, and then, uh, I injured my spine, so, uh, I figured I shouldn't mess with that, apparently, that's a uh, uh, bad thing to injure, and, uh, and so I was kind of forced out of that fight, and I had to get, I wanted to do the, uh, I did some rehab on it, and that didn't work, that didn't work, I surgery, and, uh, that finally corrected the problem, and, uh, and so I had to take a little bit of time out, and I uh, got back to training as soon as I could, and tried to get a fight as soon as possible after that. You know?
0: What happened now? How did you injure your spine?
1: Uh, I don't know. I was just getting ready for fights. I guess I, I I I thought I tore like, or I thought I pulled the muscle in my butt kind of, but uh, apparently it was like a nerve that was pressing on my spinal cord. Well, one of my discs pressed on my nerves, my spinal cord. Uh, so i you know, I I messed up this back there somehow, and I just kept getting ready for the fight, thinking that it was going to be okay. And I and I it up till after the fight, and it just got to the point where I couldn't move off the right side of my body anymore. You know,
0: that sucks, man. Now, you by the way, Tino, you 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 wrote a really funny tweet the other day during uh the Mac Danzig no during the it was the Cody the uh, the uh, Cody fight. Uh, he was wearing yeah. he was wearing white shorts, and that you said you wouldn't want to wear white shorts because you're afraid you get knocked out and then shit your pants.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big, that's an actual serious fear of mine. Like, why would I like the idea of white shorts because you can see the other guy's blood on it? But then, like, what if you poop your pants? You know,
0: and has that ever happened to you?
1: Uh, not in a fight, training it has. Uh, I, I uh, if you ask Dave Fletcher, uh, he can tell you the whole story. But uh, I, I kind of. Uh, I had an accident when I was training in a gi, and then I uh, I reached in and then showed it to the guy I was training with. So,
0: wait, so hold on one sec. So you're you're training in a gi, and you shit yourself. Now, yeah, I mean you you had to go. You're trying to hold it in, or just it just came. What what? Yeah, diarrhea.
1: It was like a fart. That wasn't. It was a sharp for sure. You know, and then I then I reached back to test the waters, and there was some stuff on my finger. And you were training with Tay Fletcher. I right, Well, he was in the room, uh, but I was in this uh, guy, uh, a good friend of ours, this guy named Cliff Baz, I was in his garden. And I was just sitting there, and I showed him.
0: <laughs> now, uh, now, now, when you but, show him that your shit on your hand, what, what is it? What does he do?
1: I freak the fuck out. I mean, I tried to put shit in his face. So, do you continue? Out, ro- do you continue rolling kicked.
0: after that, or do you just say, you know what, I have to go take a shower?
1: No, I, I just cleaned up with my underwear and threw him in the alley behind the place. I was <laughs> training at. So and went right back to training.
0: Wow. That's, that's dedication, man. <laughs> I probably,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, I was kind of, if you ask, if to talk to Kate too, you know, he can tell you I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a jerk like that.
0: I probably would have taken a couple of years off after that. That probably would have been, the now, um, no. now, now, now growing up, you went to a community high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's a community high school in, in Arbor, Michigan. Now I heard a community college. What's a community high school?
1: Uh, community high school was like the alternative high school in the town, uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like where the bad kids was. It was actually like kind of like a. It's one of those places. It's more sought after to get into uh, because it's uh, it's different than a normal high school, and uh, you know you don't have as big a classes and stuff like that. But you got in so, trouble growing up, correct? Yeah, I did. Uh, I I ended up getting I kind of dropped out, got kicked out of that high school, and uh, uh, did some. I got into a pretty serious drunk driving accident and, and handicapped a friend of mine. And, and I did all kinds of stuff when I was a, when I was a kid, like growing, growing up until I was about 18. Uh, I got in trouble for fighting and doing, I kind of ran with like a, a, a kind of shady group of guys or whatever. And it uh, wasn't, wasn't like a pillar of society, so to speak. So,
0: What did you get out of high school for?
1: Uh, just not going to class and drugs and the usual, you know, I like to do mushrooms more than
0: I like to go to class. Yeah. Wow. Well, mushrooms can be fun. Well,
1: yeah. It's better than math class,
0: you know? <laughs> it is better than math class. Now you've had more split decisions than Fallon Fox's surgeon. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You've had a lot of split decisions. Uh, I mean, you've had three in a row. Are you going to, uh, are you ever nervous that maybe, you know, they, they, they've all went your way recently. But are some are like before the judge, you know, says that you won, are you ever like, Oh man, this is this might not go my now, way?
1: He, you know what? Well two okay so the Brian to fight, that's the only one that I really think was a split decision. I really believe uh that one could have won either way. Uh and I still give that to melanson for that. But I think my fight over over Jay Z, if you watch that fight, uh I don't know how he got a split. He beat me the first round and I clearly beat him the second and third round. Uh you know, the Eves fight was a little bit closer, but I, I think I took rounds one and three in that fight and I think I should have got unanimous in both those fights, you know. That being said, you know, it's not I mean, I thought Eve's I had darn titus and the flu going into that fight, you know, it's not like I was performing at my best. So,
0: yeah, I mean but I think it. like I mean you're fourteen and three. You haven't lost since two thousand seven, which is yeah. I mean, seven years. And I, I feel like you're the most underrated fighter in the UFC.
1: that's fine I mean like I'll just keep racking up victories and hopefully my pay grade will keep going up until people notice me you know
0: you ever think like does it ever? Because I know for me as a comic, sometimes I feel like I should get more credit than I deserve. I'm like, man, this is bullshit. Why aren't I on Comedy Central? Why aren't I, you know, why aren't I this? And it, it bothers me. You know, like I might do Leno today, by the way. I might actually have to leave this interview to go do Leno. But still, oh. I, there's a part of wow. me that's like,
1: that's like, Look man.
0: You, Fancy. part of me that's, that's like, man, how come I'm not? Does that ever bother you sometimes? Where you're like, man, how come? How come I only? only have X amount of followers and people aren't going around with Isaac Valley flag t-shirts and stuff. Does that ever bother you?
1: Uh, a little bit more so it's motivation, you know, I mean, I, they will be soon, you know, I mean, I really, 2013, I thought it was going to be my year before the injury and I'm going to make 2014 my year and people are going to know me by the end of the year, you know, and, and I guarantee that, you know, just like, like kind of snuck up on everybody, I'm going to be a household name by the end of this year uh, I plan on showing people what I can really do this year. You know, I, I'm just starting to get comfortable with my stand up in a big show, and I've fought some really talented guys so far. And I think that, you know, the more and more I get into this, the more, the, the more uh, comfortable I get with everything, the better I'm going to look, and I'm going to really uh, do some damage in 2014.
0: Good. I mean, it's about time, because you're one of those guys that, like, uh... You know, you're like that, That, that as a, comedia, a comedian, everyone knows that there's these comics out there that are funny as hell. And you're like, man, how come they're not on TV? And I, I put myself yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you're one of these fighters that like, you keep winning, you haven't lost in seven years. And yeah, it's just and like, you know, but people don't know that.
1: It, that's fine. They will. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I have full confidence that after this year, that they'll know who I am. Even after this fight, man, I'm, I'm... I'm Really hungry for this fight. I was hitting hard, I, you know, like I had my last day of sparring today, and it was honestly the best I've ever felt going into a fight. Good, uh, good. And I'm, and I'm doing damage to people, you know, and I'm looking forward to doing damage to, this, uh, to, to Elias. You know, he's a, he's a tough kid, and stylistically he fits exactly what I like to fight. You know, he likes to come forward, and he likes to try to bully people, and I tend to bully bullies, you know?
0: I think it's your last name, dude. I think Valley yeah, Flag no. is hard to pronounce. I think you should just go it's, IVF.
1: IVF. I kind of blame my parents for that, you know? I mean, I love them to death, but Jesus, could you get a better name? (laughs) Um,
0: Now, what do you think about guys like Conor McGregor that have two UFC fights, but seem to all of a sudden be like the buzz?
1: I I think it's hilarious. I don't even think that Conor McGregor kid is that good. Uh, I think that when he, you know, he's been calling out all these really, really tough guys because because he knows the UFC won't let him fight them because they're going to protect him to get into the Irish market, you know? Uh, I think that kid is, is... you know, he's got some talent, but I don't think he's that great. I saw his rankings recently, and it baffled me because, uh, you know, they ranked him higher than Dennis Bermudez and Jeremy Stevens, both of whom are killing people recently. And, and I mean, like, really, really doing well in the divisions and have been around for a while. And Connor beats two guys. Uh, it doesn't look that great against uh, against Max Holloway, and he's ranked number twelve, I think. I mean, that's ridiculous, you know?
0: How do you I know you uh, train with Diego Sanchez. We had him on last week. How do you see that fight going between Diego and Connor if they fought?
1: Yeah, Diego would kill Connor. And look at if you look at Connor's ground game after the Matt Holloway fight, like the, it exposed him, you know, like he didn't know what to do in the guard or anything. Uh, and Diego's a monster, man. Like he, he I think Conner always calls him old and fat. That dude is still a monster in the gym that fights no matter where he is. And I don't and I think he would break as will. Now, how do you feel? You know, ab-
0: okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean Diego's, a, I don't know why you'd call out Diego Sanchez anyway, because he's a guy's a legend, and he's like, you know, he's got so many great fights. It's like, plus it's, the, it's the, Because he,
1: he knows they're safe. Again, he, Conor McGregor calls out dudes who he knows the UFC won't let him fight right now because they're trying to protect him to get into the Irish market, you know? And, and it's like, I, I could be completely wrong about that, but I feel like that's what it like. So I'd like to see him fight one of those dudes that he's t- calling out and get exposed for what he is. It's it's like you think, like, like Connor versus you
0: know, Cub, how, how, how does
1: that go? I think Connor would get smashed by Cub. I mean, uh, Cub being my friend at the side, you know, uh, just the talent level and the way that Cub thinks about fighting, uh, I mean, Conor doesn't have, Conor doesn't hold a candle to Cub. You know, his kicks aren't as good. Uh, his straight-up boxing isn't as good as Cubs and, and technically he's not as sound as Cub. On top of that, and that's just standing up. And on top of that, Cub's wrestling and ground game is leaps and bounds better than than honors.
0: Right, right. Now you're fighting a guy. Oh. Uh, you're fighting a guy nine and zero. I mean, Cub Swanson also another guy who, um, you know, I feel like Cub that that fight where he lost really quick to uh, to Aldo. You know, people still have that in their mind, but they don't realize that Cub Swanson has been on a, just, just. I mean, look at how tough Dennis Seaver is, and and, yeah. and Cub, it, you know.
1: And that was, you know, the, the thing about the Aldo loss, too, is that, man, it was quick. You know, you can't deny that. But it was a few years ago, and since then, you see what Cubs has been working on, and you see his confidence level boost up, and it's been showing, you know. I mean, he's been, he's been killing people in this division, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, he seems like a, he seems I, like a I, great guy, too.
1: He's a guy who flew under the radar, too, for a while, and then all of a sudden, he just blew up just because his confidence got big, you know.
0: So what, His talent, his
1: talent's always been there. So what's the Isaac Valley flag
0: thing? So you beat this guy. You're fighting this guy, Elias, Elias Silverio, Silverio, who's uh, Silverio, who, yeah, Silverio. He, the guy's nine and zero from Brazil. He's a, a black belt. What's your plan against this guy?
1: Uh, you know, I he's a black belt, but he likes to stand and bang. So uh, I have a feeling that he, uh, we're gonna that we're gonna put on a show. You know, he likes to come forward. He likes to exchange punches. Uh, I definitely am aware that he's a a black belt, and I did uh, my wrestling that I need to and stuff like that for this camp, but he likes to stand and trade, so we're going to stand, and we're going to test each other's chins for three rounds, I think.
0: I can't wait to see that. Now, remember last time you came on the show, you said you couldn't get laid. Uh, You were having a a really hard time. Uh, There were no chicks in Albuquerque. Uh, John Dawson was getting all the chicks. Is that still the case?
1: Well, I think last time my, my words were I wasn't single, so oh. I wasn't trying. Oh, okay. But you, you know, uh, since things have changed, and uh, I'm still not getting any chicks, I'm kind of a loser. I, I got to admit it. John Batton and, and all the and uh, he's got all the games in the world. I just sit there and watch him work, and then uh, go home and masturbate myself to sleep.
0: Oh, That's wait. So you actually, first of all, that's always a good plan. I do that anyway. You, even even if I get chicks, I do that. So you. <laughs> So you had a girlfriend, you guys broke up. What happened?
1: Uh, we, you know, we were together for quite a long time and it just didn't, you know, she she lived in a different town. Uh, she lived actually Central Coast of California and uh, the distance got to be too much. She the a great girl and I wish her all the best, but, you know, we just couldn't, couldn't continue on, you know? So now
0: you're single and you're living, you're, are You are you living at Donald Cerrone's farm? Is that where you're living right now? No,
1: no, no. I have my own house.
0: Oh, you have your own house in Albuquerque. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. are you do you like hang out now? Who do you hang out with in the, uh, the whole Greg, who like, who's, who are the guys that go out? You, is it Cerrone, Travis Brown? Uh, who's the, who's the pussy me and, posse? Well,
1: me and, I mean, me and Dotson and, and, live there. So, I mean, whenever Dotson around, we go out, Kyle Malk and Goyo is here. So, I mean, really we do hang out together as a team. I, I don't, I'm an old man, so I don't, like, go out to go clubbing or anything. I go out and eat dinner and then go home and watch Castle or whatever. We so i the Law and Order. I'm, I'm kind of like a boring old man. Come
0: on. But you're 37 and you're a fighter and you have needs. Whoa, okay, I'm 35, Okay, 35. <laughs> 35. You're a fighter. You have needs. And Albuquerque, I, I've been to Albuquerque. I did a club called Laughs Comedy Club in Albuquerque, but eight years, 10 years ago. And there was,
1: yeah, I don't even think laughs is there anymore. It's not the there. Life.
0: And there was a strip club yeah. called the ice house right behind it where there were dollar lap dances. I, I, it was one of the best experiences of my entire life. I think I got like,
1: I'm honestly, I did. I don't like strip clubs. I don't like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of an introvert, man. I, I, uh, you know, the, uh, I had a good woman, and that's kind of like what I'm looking for again. I'm not, a, I'm not that kind of a guy. I mean, I, I wish I could say I was, but I, I just am not that dude, you
0: know? I bet are, you, are you on like a dating website? Are you on like fightingfightersonly.com or something? Is there like a... <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's like Farmers Only, just
0: Fighters Only. <laughs> are there places? I mean, where do you go to get laid? I mean, the Craigslist? I mean, what, I, what exactly I, do you do? I, I'm telling you, I don't, buddy. I'm, I'm a loser. So I you, you haven't got months laid months in what? And so. like, What about Julie Kedzie?
1: <laughs> Julie, that's gross, man. Julie's like my sister. That's just the thought about that just fucking made me put up a little bit. What, what about Holly Holm? Nah, Holly's married. She's a good. and She, I mean, Holly's another one. All it's weird, man. All the all the the women on the team are really like sisters to me. None, and and they're also either married or in a relationship with somebody. So that kind of knocks things out of the park, you know.
0: What about Clay Guida?
1: So uh, I mean, Clay is, I keep him around as, like, my little pet. He's, like, my gift in a box. <laughs> nice. That's, that's good. That gets weird.
0: <laughs> now, do you think, by the way, by the, back to Holly, you think Holly beats Rhonda eventually?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, eventually. You know, Holly's a hard worker, man. She's got some areas that she needs to work on, and she knows it. And she's been working on those areas, man. But she's... You know, she's a tough, hard-nosed kind of fighter, and, and she possesses good power, you know, and she is real smart with her game plans. And I think, you know, the places where, like, a girl like Misha kind of made mistakes, I don't think Holly would make those mistakes, you know. I mean, her, uh, yeah, her,
0: her boxing is second to none. It's best yeah,
1: second in the world. to none, and she know, she's she got good work, you know, and I, I think it's the kind of thing that she poses when, when her wrestling gets better. She poses a real threat to Ronda, you know. All right, now back uh, to you. Back
0: so you haven't got laid in what a year? <laughs> it's been a while, yeah. Like oh wait,
1: so like two years? I, I don't even know, honestly. I'm, like I said, it's been a little bit.
0: Are you gonna pull a, a, a Camposano and, and and the way in and like? You didn't see Will Camposano? He got a. He, oh you know.
1: yeah, no, no. I'm, I I hope to God that never ever happens to me. I I don't know. Like I, you know, I'm all for equal rights for for gays and stuff like that, but I don't hope another man never gives me a boner. Honestly, you know. So according to him, not, we had him on the show. Thing, you know?
0: he, he said it was the it was the underwear. He said that it wasn't. He didn't actually have a woody. It was just the way the underwear was fit. But I don't know. I
1: don't know. Uh, yeah. Your wiener your doesn't poke out because your underwear. Man. <laughs> I mean, like I wear tight underwear, and I've never had that happen. In fact, usually when I cut weight, things like shrink up inside my body. Yeah. I think that actually happened where I had to get naked in, uh, in front of, it was in front of Kenzie and Gina Carano. Uh, and they were sitting behind me above the podium and I wanted to turn around and be like, I swear it's just the way that it's not that small usually. <laughs> did, they, did they say anything to you afterwards? No, nah, they didn't say anything. Uh, I, I'm sure they didn't want to acknowledge that anything happened ever. <laughs> they were, they, were, they were like, probably thought that was so small. We don't want to acknowledge it.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Did you train with Gina Carano, by the way? Uh, yeah, I trained with her a little bit. She's, she's a cool chick, man. I like Gina.
0: Yeah, I like Gina. I met her at a party. She's so sweet. Now,
1: the- yeah, she is, she's one of those, uh, she is really one of, like, the sweetest people you'll ever meet in person, man. I, I dig her a lot.
0: Now, does Donald Cerrone get the most chicks? Does he still, like, slang all the tail?
1: Yeah, Donald's, Donald's got a girl that he's, like, engaged to, man. Oh, wow. Or they're getting engaged or something, or they, he's got a real good girlfriend, and, uh. Uh, I think I told you that last time. I mean, he loves her, you know, so Donald, you know, Donald plays up the part, but he's a solid dude and he, he doesn't, you know, he's Donald, but he just definitely has a lady, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, who do you like in, uh, all right, so we're, we're going to call some fights here. Uh, Faber versus Burrell. Who do you like?
1: Man, uh, that's a tough one just because of the amount of time that Faber has had to trade for, you know, uh, a healthy full camp favor, I think he tasted this time the way he's been looking. But uh, you know, I don't know. It's what three weeks' notice or something.
0: Yeah, but he did just got out of a fight a couple a couple weeks ago. So
1: yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I tend to be my fattest a couple of weeks after camp, though, or after a fight. That's right. When the pizza is really starting to kick in. I, I would like a few favor win, though. I'm going to pull for the American, you know, and, and I like what uh Dwayne is doing, like, some amazing things with, the, with the Crew, so it'll be, it's going to be... I think it's going to be a good fight all around, you know?
0: Totally agreed. Uh, now, Hendricks against Lawler. Who do you like?
1: Uh, man, I like both those guys, and I like... I've always been a fan of Roderick Lawler's, like, for, since way back in the day, you know? Uh, but I, I think... <laughs> Man, that's a hard one to call. I think Hendricks uh, wrestling could could end up being what uh, what decides the fight. Honestly, you know. And I think uh, I'd like to see Robbie win, but I think that uh, I think that John is going to beat him.
0: Yeah, I mean the only the only thing that I agree with that, however, like the American Top Team right now, those three guys between Hendricks, Lombard, and Woodley
1: is uh, yeah, oh man, yeah, i like the, whatever the, the middleweight guys, the at ATP, or, and, you know, L- I mean, yeah, Lombard Woodley is killing people right now. He's a guy that I'm a big fan of, especially the way he not Kostchek out. And yep. they're just, they are killing people right now. You know, I was, I was surprised with, uh, with Robbie's performance against, uh, what's his face? The creepy kid from Canada.
0: Oh, uh, um, Rory McDonald. Yeah, Rory McDonald. What did you call I, I him? What do we, wait, what exactly did the you call him? Reason. The, the what kid from Canada? creepy kid the creepy kid from Canada he is a the creepy, creepy kid kids. from Canada that's very true that's yeah. funny he is creepy that's true I feel like this interview is going to get me beat up by a lot of people oh come on really? first of all who's beating you up and if anyone beats Whoa. you up it'll be a uh, split decision so nobody yeah. <laughs> that's true huh nobody's beating you up and plus we're, we're trying to get you uh press that way everyone's talking about you you know it seems like yeah. that he, seems he, like that's one he, of the things to do
1: you know what? Yeah, it sucks, man. The only one that I've actually really kind of talked shit about for real, because the rest of it, I mean, I really have a lot of respect for fighters. The only guy who I talk shit about is that Norman Park idiot who who started going off on me when I said that we we're going to have some guy to do it. would be a good fight. And I said, yeah, he's a tough kid. And he started talking shit to me. So I was like, well, f- kid," it. And kind of sort going off on him. And that's the only guy who I can really like that I would openly talk shit about. The rest of the fighters I have a lot of respect for, you know?
0: So what did you say about Norman Park?
1: Uh, I think I went on and off that he's a boring power to puff fighter and kind of said that he's ugly. I mean, he started calling me ugly and I was like, dude, you look like Sloth from the Goonies. From the Goonies. And I mean, I don't know. He started talking trash about me just because somebody said it would be a tough fight, you know? And, and, uh, I didn't take wise with that. That, he's like slow. I mean, like, he's like really slow. For every, like, two or three tweets that I was coming out with, he was like, well, you're stupid. That was his comeback for shit. You know? I mean, he's just dumb as rock,
0: So, do you want to fight him next? So,
1: uh yeah, I'd love to fight him next. You know, uh, you know, uh, I got That's the, the, the thing is that, you know, I got a tough fight with Elias, so I'm not discounting Elias at all. But if I beat if I beat Elias, I definitely want to fight Norman Park next for sure.
0: Gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, so. Uh, that is our interview. You, you, you're great, man. You're, I, can't wait for your fight. I can't wait for your fight next week. It's an honor to have you on the podcast, dude. Keep up the good Thanks. work, man.
1: Thanks for always having me on, even though I was hurt and stuff like that. And, uh, are you really doing Leno? Uh, I, I find out in like 10
0: minutes if I get to do it or not.
1: Man, I hope you do. That's awesome.
0: Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course.
0: Thanks a lot, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon, brother.
1: All right. Talk to you soon, bud. Take care. Bye.
0: All right. Well, that was Isaac Valley Flag. He's uh, or Valley Flag, a uh, nice guy, nice guy, great fighter. You know, it, it, it's it is like there are so many guys. Actually, there aren't that many guys out there, but there are guys out there who haven't lost in a long time, who keep winning, who need their recognition. You know, hopefully that hopefully our podcast will help, because uh, you know you always want to see you always root for guys like that, guys that don't talk that much smack and guys that aren't necessarily that flashy or you know they don't have that you know, other stuff going, but they are great fighters and they, and they, and they should get their credit where credit is due. So hopefully Isaac Valley flag, maybe this, hopefully this will be his year. And I believe it. The guy's a the guy's a great fighter. We got Ben Askren.
1: Hey,
0: is this Ben Askren?
1: Yeah, what's going on, man?
0: How's it going? It's Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How's everything, man?
1: It's good. I'm just headed uh, to wrestling practice with uh, one of my coaches.
0: Oh, nice, man. By the way, uh, thank you for being a good sport. I know sometimes I, I make Ben Askren jokes on Twitter, and you retweet them. And I just want to say thank you for yeah. being the
1: sport. Yeah. No, I, I got a. Uh, you have a good sense of humor, so I appreciate that.
0: Uh, no problem. Now you're one of the uh, one, you're one of the best wrestlers ever uh, in college. You were 87 and 0 your last two years. You have a record of 153 and eight. You're an Olympian. Why are you not in the UFC? What is going on, man?
1: Oh, I mean, it was just a it was a Dana White versus Bellator thing. He didn't want a Bellator Bellator champion coming in there and doing extremely well because I think Dana White was going to do extremely well. And that was that was really what it all boiled down to at the end of the day. I mean,
0: there, there was a whole conspiracy. Some people thought uh, there was a people that people that thought that because if you went in there and just ran through everybody, it would make Bellator look really good. And like like you just said, other people said that you want you wanted too much money.
1: No, it was uh, you know we didn't even get to talk money. It was all about it was all about the Bellator thing. Uh, You know I can guarantee that.
0: Right. I mean now is is wrestling still your your first love or has MMA taken over?
1: No, wrestling is and will always be. It just something I've done since I was five years old. But. You know, I'm kind of competitive now with the Aegon thing. I did our first one in October. I'm doing another match here in the end of January. Uh, we have wrestling academies, wrestling camps. So, uh, yeah, I'm still really involved in the wrestling community, and that'll probably be the thing that I stick with long term.
0: Right. And, and you said you mentioned Dana White before. Dana White. Uh, he said that you're not his kind of guy. And then you. And then you. What, what does that exactly mean?
1: I mean, I, that's good because I, you know, I like girls, Dana. You know? <laughs>
0: That's what I wrote in the uh, text from last fight. But then you said uh, that you're not okay. in the UFC because he's a fat bald man. Do you do you regret?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm not his kind of guy because I'm not a little bitch who's going to be a company man. It's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, you know, I think I think the other thing that they they realized is they were you know push me around and give me peanuts and make me do whatever they wanted me to do.
0: Right. So I mean, so now you signed with one FC, right? For six six fights, four fights, how many fights? Six
1: fights, two years, six fights. Yes.
0: Now, how long? Two years, six fights. I know. Are, are you a little nervous, a little bit that that uh, you might go to UFC and sort of come back and be past your prime? Is that ever like? Does that, does that
1: concern you? Um, you know what? If I, I mean, if I fight my six fights and I feel like retiring, you know, I won't have any regrets. Like you said, I accomplished a lot in, in the wrestling world, and um, I don't really feel the need to prove myself in that way anymore.
0: Right now, uh, Phil, Phil Phil Barone, who is a friend of the show, has been calling you out left and right. Um,
1: yeah.
0: How could, Will you fight Phil Baroni?
1: You know, he's got, he's got to get a couple wins first. He's 0 2 in his, one, his last two 1FC fights. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get uh, a fairly quick title shot over in, in 1FC, and I think they deserve that. And so, you know, maybe if Phil wins some fights and is ready to challenge me for my title, I'll fight him. But, you know, at this point, he's just like a desperate old broken down man. It's kind of, it's almost sad.
0: Do you worry sometimes with the one I've seen with the whole soccer kicks? Is that does that concern you?
1: No, I've actually been pro you know, when my teammates can't practice with it, but I've been you know, I haven't been kneeing them in the head, but I've been fake kneeing them in the head. And actually uh the knees knees on the ground in the head work awesome in my style. Um, just the way I can control for headlocks and other positions and knee there. Um that's gonna be a gigantic benefit to me.
0: It sucks because I you know, I've actually been saying that like, you know, you're one of the best fighters. Out there, you know, your, your wrestling has been dominant, and I've wanted to see you and see how you would do against some of these top 10 guys. You know, I well, think I
1: wanted, to, I wanted to see that too, but it wasn't in the cards.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about some of the top 10 guys. How do you think you would do against Johnny Hendricks?
1: Good. I mean, you know, he actually showed decent cardio in the GSP fight. He, he got a little tired, but not quite, you know, not like a condit fight. Um, you know, he hits hard, he's not overly technical on his feet by any means. Uh, and his his wrestling, I think, it definitely went downhill since his, his college days. And you know, he was he was good in college. He wasn't as good as I was, but he uh, he went downhill. And that's for sure.
0: So, do you, you think you beat Hendrix? Oh yeah. Uh, you think you stop him or just uh, grind him out?
1: Oh, you know, I don't really care. So either way, it's my
0: that's the one thing about you that I like is that you don't care a lot because you get a lot of criticism. A lot of people go, "Oh, he's boring," or you know, he tested positive for having no testosterone, or you know, they say, you know, they, people. Actually, I, I say this, but uh, but I think that you, one of the good things about you is that you don't care.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to attempt to finish the fight, but some of these people are so stupid they think it's it's like you're finishing the fight or you're losing. um, you know, and it costs them in the long run. And To me, it's, sport. it's not entertainment. You know, it is sports entertainment, but to me, it's still a sport. It's not purely entertainment. So, um, you got to try to win the fight.
0: Right, right, right. Now, uh, Robbie Lawler, how do you, how do you do against him?
1: I think he's a, he's a tough fight. Obviously, he's got, I think he hits hard and he's a, a little more technical striker than Hendricks. And his wrestling's actually not bad. I worked out with him a few times in Arizona. He was down with Power MMA for a while. Um, as wrestling, he's better, better than you, I would have imagined at least, and better, I think better than most people imagine. So yeah, then a tough fight. And I, you know, I think he can give Hendricks all he wants in that title fight coming up.
0: But you think you beat Robbie Lowler?
1: Um, I think I beat everybody.
0: You, be, you beat everybody. So you beat, you beat uh, now Hector Lombard has been very vocal about you on our show. Uh, yeah. Uh, he said, uh, now what happened with you and Lombard in uh, sparring? Because he says that you don't want any part of
1: him. It was like I had never sparred before in my whole life. And listen, so the coaches go, the coaches the night before go, listen, Hector's going to try to go with you because you've never sparred before. They said, no matter what you do, don't go with Hector. Right? Right. So we, we put our gear on. Hector goes, you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Let's do it. You know, I'm not scared of anyone. So what's the problem? I'm going to get my ass kicked. So what? Right? So I said, yeah, let's go. So we're ready to start. And the coaches are like, whoa, whoa. whoa. No. No, nope, and they split us up. So, you know, if Hector wants to talk about being a tough guy on my first day ever of sparring. I mean, maybe I'd wrestle him on his first day ever of wrestling and see what happened to him. But, uh, you know, if he wants to brag about what happened my first day ever, then.
0: Uh, but did, did you guys problem. actually spar together?
1: No, we actually never sparred together. We grappled together and we wrestled together, but we never sparred together that week.
0: Right. But so how, how, yeah. how did it go in uh, grappling?
1: Uh, I would say I, I out wrestled him, and he out jitsu'd me. Right, so you, but then again, I was just starting jiu jitsu at that point, also.
0: Now you're a brown belt, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm a brown belt now.
0: But uh, now, so you're not concerned at all as far as like knocking people out or submitting them. All you care about is winning fights, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, if the other stuff happens, that's a bonus. But you got to win first.
0: Did you um Did you train with BJ Penn?
1: Yeah, that was awesome. I was up there for ten days, and that was in two thousand and twelve, I think, in the in the winter almost. What was that like? It was awesome. He was a great guy. Uh, got some good workouts in. Uh, Pat Healy was out there too, and then BJ's brother, and just uh, a lot of good workouts.
0: Did you and Pat? Did you and Pat smoke pot afterwards and get stoned and talk about the good old days?
1: Pat- yeah, we just <laughs> stayed together in the in the Penn family vacation house. Um, and we got along really well, and
0: he's a good dude. So, yeah, we got along really well. Oh, that's that's cool. Now you're now you're uh, currently married, correct?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, how's that going?
1: It's it's great. <laughs>
0: Right. A couple of, I, I, I have so many questions for you, Ben Askren, because uh, I, you okay. know, you're, you're a hard guy to interview. I, I've been trying to get you on, on the show forever, so I'm t- sorry if I'm all over the place, man. It's not re- it's I'm, I'm not a real re- re- reporter. I just tell jokes for a living, and I'm a, I'm a comedian. and I do coach wrestling for little kids, and, and, and when, I was right. in, when I was in high school, I, I won the class. I'm not going to brag. You're Ben Askren. All right, so now um, now you're also ranked in disc golf,
1: yeah, I haven't got to play a lot of tournaments the last couple of years, but my, my best finishes were second at the Amateur Nationals and ninth at the Amateur World. And I, did, I did the ninth twice.
0: Is it true Dana White said you can't compete anymore in disc golf? What did you say? Is it true that Dana White said you can't compete anymore in disc golf? Is that true?
1: Oh, man. That would have been a deal breaker if you said
0: that. <laughs> well, I don't understand what happened. So you they flew you out to Vegas to meet with the UFC, with uh, Fertitas and Dana, right?
1: Dana wasn't there. He was, he was on the conference call. It was Lorenzo and a few of the other UFC people.
0: And they and they say to you, "Look, Ben, we want you to be in the UFC, or we like what you're doing." No,
1: no, they didn't even say. Uh, you know, we just did small talk, and then um, we made small talk, and then we talked about my situation with Bellator and my career and where I thought I was going and all that stuff. And then uh, they talked to my manager for a while, and you know, it seemed like we were going to make something happen. And then later that night, my manager got a call and it wasn't going to happen.
0: Damn. Now, how, how disappointed were
1: you? Uh, I, I was definitely disappointed because I thought, you know, that's kind of what I thought my future was going to be for a while. And, uh, you know, I had good offer after that. I had good offers for World Series of Fighting and 1FT. And so it all worked its way out, even though it wasn't the way I thought it was going to be.
0: How come you, how come you didn't go to the World Series of Fighting?
1: Um. You know, when I looked at the offers, uh, they, my family, they were, they were fairly similar. Um, it was just like, I can't, I can't be number one. The only way I could be number one right now is to be in the UFC and beat the guys that were above me. Um, I just thought going to the place so I was more comfortable and I, I got to know a few of the people involved with 1FC when I was in Singapore and, uh, I felt really comfortable with them.
0: Right, I mean, it's just—it's just kind of—it's just kind of a shame. It really is. I was because yeah. uh, I've been following you since uh, the uh, Mizzou days. Now, how much tail did you get when you were in uh, when you were in uh, Mizzou and you were two time and you had all those pins and all that? W- was it hard? Did, did, you, did you just slay box?
1: Oh my god! I gotta say no comment just in case
0: my wife wishes yes. Oh, that means yes.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: Because according to Tyron Woodley, you banged every chick in Mizzou. But there's all wow, these. He
1: did not say that. He
0: said that there's all these little kids running around with terrible haircuts because of you.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh my god.
0: So that 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 is true or no? Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. No, because okay, can there play the fifth or something. Okay. Remember, right?
0: Now you're considered hump for hump the best fighter in MMA. Um, no, I'm kidding. So. Ooh. I, I I remember that you, back in the day, you you said that you wanted to fight GSP. Uh, you have better, you think you could beat GSP. Do you still think yeah. this?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm a, the guy's just hired, so I'm going to leave him alone. There's no sense to pick on a retired guy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, he's a great champion, obviously. I thought, you know, I would like to fight him, but uh, he's retired now, so he's got to let him be.
0: But there are guys that you do, and it's funny because you do start Twitter wars with people. Uh you started one with yeah. you started one with, with uh Bing, Yeah. And then you started one with John Jones. Yeah. Now what's up with you and John Jones?
1: Oh, um, I mean him, you, know, you know, he's one of the most unlikable people in MMA. And and I don't really know what it is, because I know he wants to be likable, but for some reason people just can't stand him. But uh I'm good friends with Daniel Cormier and Daniel wants to fight him and J- Jones is scared. He really doesn't want to fight Daniel. I mean, he really, really doesn't want to fight him. So, uh, you know, I was just picking on him about that.
0: But he came back and said that you, st- you should have stuck with wrestling and that you can't finish.
1: Yeah, and, they, and then he realized he he everyone was telling me he was a dick and he took the post down 20 minutes later. So that's what I mean. It's like, if you're going to be a dick, just be a dick and just leave the post up there. But so, he was like a dick, and then he's like, "Oh wait, I don't want to be a dick," and then he took the deleted the post. So I mean, that's that's what everyone doesn't like about him is he's so two faced. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was it's, it's funny though. It's I mean, I think Cormier and Jones would be a, a great fight. Actually, I think Cormier's got a really good shot of winning that fight. He. Um...
1: Yeah, I was uh, you know, I was more questionable on it. Before the Gustafson fight, I thought I thought Jones would just kill Gustafson, but uh, I mean that was a really good fight. And after seeing that, and how how far downhill John Jones' wrestling went, I think uh, I think Daniels got it all day long.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at the guys that Daniels beat. I mean, the Josh Barnett's, the Frank Mears, uh, knocking out Bigfoot Silva. You mm-hmm. look at those guys, and then he goes down to 205. His wrestling is there. It's just a matter of is Daniel Cormier too old? You know, I mean, he, he's getting up there in age. But uh, by the by time uh, he's
1: He's a, a really, I mean, one of his best assets is he's so intelligent and he understands strategy and how to fight and how to train And he's been a winner for a long time. So he's a hard, super hard person to bet against.
0: Yeah, and he trains with Cain Velasquez. And I mean, you train a guy like Cain Velasquez every day, you're going to, you know. Yep, exactly. Now, do you, do you spar with Pettis at all?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, well, obviously he's hurt now, so I've sparred with him in, in quite a while. But, yeah, all the time.
0: And how, how do how did, how did those sparring sessions go?
1: Well, obviously he's got a strong advantage on his feet. But, uh, you know, sometimes we kickbox spar and I get my butt kicked and it's okay. And, uh, you know, but sometimes he tries the most fancy kicks and, and I just tell him, Anthony, do not the one else, I'm going to put you on your ass with a double leg. <laughs> And so then he tries doing it, and then I double leg him and hold him down for the rest of the round.
0: How's your uh, striking coming along?
1: It's good. Um, obviously, i got really good coaches and great training partners, like you said, with with uh, you know Eric Koch and Pascal Kraus and Anthony Pettis and great training partners. So <clears throat> uh, it's really coming along. Well, I mean, not saying I'm ever going to stand up because I don't need to because I to take everyone down to win. Uh, but I, I'm really, really comfortable on my feet, I really am.
0: Then see that was the weirdest thing is that Bjorn Rebney said he let you go because you were dominating too, everyone too much in wrestling. I don't understand that. How do you let a guy go because he's beating everyone too badly?
1: That I mean I think it was just the fights were all non competitive. It's hard it's hard to sell a uncompetitive fight. So I, I would say that's what that's what he was trying to get at.
0: But who, I mean, that, I don't understand. You let someone go because because he's winning, and, and that's the thing. It's like a lot of people. Um, no, look, there are people that're gonna get mad at me and say, "Dude, Ben Askren, you know, it's like watching Ambien." Watch Ambien. You know, there are people out there that say you're boring. But I'm like, I'm a pure wrestler. I, I, I coach. I told you, wrestling was was my first love. It's I have more respect for wrestling, and I like to watch a guy like you who until someone figures you out, and no one's no one's figured you out yet.
1: No, and. It- yeah, a lot of people that, you know, actually understand MMA, they appreciate the difficulty of what I'm doing, and, you know, I'm going into the cage, another grown man can do whatever he wants to me, and I'm doing exactly what I want, and he can't stop it. I mean, um, it's a lot tougher than people think.
0: Your toughest fight was against Jay Haran. Um, why do you think you had so much difficulties against Jay Haran? Uh,
1: I mean, he's a good fighter. He's a veteran. He's been around for a while. Uh Solid wrestling. It was early in my career, and um, you know, I think there's a few things I could have done differently. A little better footwork, a little better takedowns. That would have made the fight a lot easier. But um, I've got I've gotten a lot better since then. I think obviously my performance has been getting better and better every single time I've been in the cage. And so I was just, you know, it was my eighth fight I think in my career. It was early in my career, and I've got a lot better since then.
0: Yeah, now Jay's a good guy. He's a really good guy. He did say that you smelled really bad. By the way, that was—that's uh, a lie.
1: Actually, you can you can quote me on this. I have no, I don't even wear deodorant because I don't have body odor. You can ask my wife about that. <laughs>
0: That's bullshit.
1: You wait. You don't Where wear. Not, how much you want to bet? How much? I know. I
0: believe bet. that you don't wear deodorant, but I don't. But I, be, I don't believe that you don't have body. Everyone has body odor. I don't have
1: body odor. Ask my wife. Your nickname is Funky. Right now, you can ask her.
0: Your nickname is Funky. You don't think maybe people are trying to tell you something?
1: I don't have body odor. I promise. I don't. Know. I don't know. I got. I. Had a weird blessing or something. I'm not sure what the top is.
0: Does your wife wear a deodorant? She wears
1: deodorant,
0: yeah. Oh, that's good. That's not. I mean, Ben. That's. Uh, I guess he I thinks
1: mean, it's not fair. I know.
0: That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't blame her, man. That's that's insane. Oh, right? He was lying. On,
1: he was lying on that one for sure.
0: Maybe that's why she's sending you to uh, Singapore. Your wife, so, he's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think she's going with him.
0: Oh, she's going with you now.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I mean, so if if Baroni wins his next fight, you would give him a fight.
1: Sure, why not? Okay, now I some... mean that's a big if. Yeah, you know, we're talking about Phil Barone winning a fight. That's, <laughs> that's that's a tall task right there.
0: He is a legend, though. You got to admit it. The guy's a legend.
1: I mean, not because of his skill in the sport of MMA. Maybe for other reasons, but I'll give you that he's well known.
0: He used to be a male stripper back in the day. Did you, does you know that?
1: <laughs> I'm not really impressed by that.
0: <laughs> he talked about that on our show, how he used to use a, a, a penis bump and a cock ring. It was a whole thing. Now, oh, my God. Now, now we have questions. Uh, this is from uh, the, the uh, Scorpion. Now, who do you like in the Shields-Lombard fight?
1: Uh, I mean, I think, I think it goes one of two ways. I think Hector knocks him up fast, or else you know Jake gets him tired and, and does whatever he wants. I think, that, you know, I think it's really pretty clear-cut.
0: You trained with uh, Jake Shields, correct?
1: Yep. Uh, for like 12 days before his Martin Kempman fight.
0: Right. How did that go?
1: It was good. We got along really well. He's a cool dude. I uh, got a lot of good training with him and Gil Melendez, Diaz brothers, stopped it a few times. So, yeah, a lot of good training.
0: Now, what was it like training with the Diaz? The, 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 now, were the Diaz brothers cool? Were they, were they, were they late? Were they... What do you uh? uh
1: yeah, they, they, you know, I, you know I, don't remember if they, I don't remember if they had a fight at that point, but they showed up very intermittently. Um, and we, you know, the one day I think they are both there. We, we went out to Caesar Gracie out. Uh, I don't remember what time that said, but we drove out there and uh, rolled a bunch of jujitsu. But they were just really quiet. They didn't say much.
0: Yeah, they seem like real nice guys. Everyone who knows them says that they're really loyal, cool guys. Yeah,
1: they were just real low key. And that's you know, that's how they were.
0: Now, you being an Olympic wrestler, are you rooting for Sarah McMahon against Rousey?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: What do you think about Ronda uh, not shaking Misha's hand and her, her whole attitude?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. I I guess I'm kind of split on the issue because obviously I've had people I don't like. But in wrestling, you got to shake your hand end of the match. I mean, it's just you have to do it, you know. So, um, so, I think you know, at the very least she could have shook her hand and said, yeah, whatever, I kicked your ass um, but you know her her level of immaturity in that show was uh kind of ridiculous
0: yeah i felt I felt she didn't do herself any any favors like she
1: no, not at all, and you know um, they you know I know she was blaming the editing and stuff, but it was like I don't know how she could have been." Uh, that bad for that long that they could have got that many clips of uh you know her acting that salty.
0: Yeah, it seems like she has a, an idea of if I'm fighting someone or she just hated Misha Tate and she was gonna no matter what, hate Misha Tate, but it seemed like Misha got the best of her because she wouldn't shake her hand and then that like, you know, she 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 welcomes the booze, but really who wants to be booed?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know they're like the stupid things like when they put the unibrow on one of her coaches, like, that was funny. I mean, you gotta... You know, yeah. How can you not laugh about that, right? Right. And, like, they actually got pissed about it. It's like, do you take everything like that seriously? I mean, that was really funny.
0: I totally agree.
1: So... Yeah. So, you know, when, there, when there's funny things, you just gotta laugh at them. You can't take yourself too seriously.
0: Exactly. Exactamundo. Uh, now, another question from the underground. Uh, we... So...
1: Hey, I got, like, two minutes before I to go to practice. Okay. so am oh, sorry, how, I thought my practice was going to be earlier today, so I apologize for that.
0: No, it's okay. When do you, when do you leave, by the way, for uh, Singapore?
1: Uh, I'm, just, I'm going to finish my training camps there, so when, I don't know exactly where my first fight will be, but, uh, yeah, that's where I'm going to finish my training camps.
0: Now, now, somebody wanted to know if you could beat all six guys in one night, and that way you can go back to the UFC <laughs> or go to the UFC.
1: Oh, in 1FC? You yeah. know, I actually offered to fight Amasu and Koreshkov on the same night, and if they would have let me, I would have done it because uh, no one's done that in a really long time. So um, I wouldn't be opposed to fighting a couple people on the same night.
0: Have you ever been hurt in a fight?
1: I dislocated my toe in the Amasu fight, and that that was that didn't feel good, but you just had to keep fighting.
0: So you've never been dropped or never been knocked out or never been no, stunned?
1: no. Wow, I got caught a little bit. Of alignment Good was eye gouging me a lot. Uh, that didn't feel good, but that was uh, that, you know that was about it. Well,
0: Ben Askren, man, uh, good luck with everything. I'm rooting for you. You got a lifelong All fan here, man.
1: All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Sorry about the confusion of our practice time.
0: No, anytime you want to come on the podcast, we'd love to have you.
1: Okay, you got me. Email, so email me anytime. All right, thanks, Ben. See you. Take care.
0: Well, that was Ben Askren. Uh, sorry if I'm a little all over the place with questions, but, uh, you know, that's just my style. I have ADHD. That's what I do. Um, I like Ben Askren. He's like a nice guy. super nice. I mean, There hasn't been a fighter on the show that hasn't been a nice guy. There really hasn't. And um, I think Askren should be in the UFC. I know some people think he's boring. Some people think. But you know what? There's, to me, there's always going to be room for boring fighters in the UFC, in, 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 in all sports. Not everybody could be Diego Sanchez or not everyone could be, you know, these knockout, you know, Kane Velasquez or uh, you know, Junior Dos Santos or certain guy Hector Lombard. There's going to be the place for the Okamis or for the Jake Shields or for the um the Ben Askrins. and that's what I think is what great about MMA. You can't have every fight just can't be an explosive knockout. I, I, I mean, part of me wishes that it could, but that's, you know, that's, go, go watch something else there's boxing even even boxing gets boring go you know go watch go watch x-arm by the way there's a by the way x-arm is this thing that never for anybody doesn't know there was this thing called x-arm where these guys would do uh it was uh what's it called arm wrestling and they'd punch each other in the face (laughs) to see who won it never actually took off but if you go on x-arm if you youtube x-arm it's pretty pretty damn funny it never actually took off though another thing by the way uh so there's a I don't know if some of you guys watch porn. I'm sure most of my listeners do. I I, I dabble in watching porn. I have to admit, uh, some of my favorite porn websites are Beige. I don't know. There's other other stuff. But there's some good porn out there. Oh, that, what am I talking But there's a girl, there's a thing called Ultimate Surrender where it's two girls wrestling and the winner, the loser has to basically take it in the with a strap-on from the winner. That's, that's the... And it's, it's on YouPorn or YouJizz or whatever. If you go on, you can see Ultimate Surrender. Now, a girl on Twitter started following me who's the, the three-time Ultimate Surrender champion. And she wants to come on the show. And a part of me says it would be really funny and I think you guys would enjoy it. Another part of me says, you know what? I don't want to open up that can of worms where all of a sudden it becomes ridiculous. Her name is Ariel X. Ariel X, if you go to Ariel XOXO, she's got 20,000 followers on Twitter. She says she's a girl, girl porn star, three-time Ultimate Surrender champion, master of disaster, fitness addict, lives in California. So let's do a vote. Should I have Ariel X on MMA Roasted Podcast or should I not? Uh, You guys tweet me at MMA Roasted. Let me know your thoughts on the underground. I don't want to make this into a a circus act. I don't want to start bringing in ridiculous things. However, she is. uh, uh, There is some sort of grappling going on. So I'm not just bringing on random porn. Like when we had Jesse Jane, she gave her predictions. So there is, it has to be porn related. uh, MMA related, not porn related. So there's my thoughts. So I, w- I want you guys at home to let me know what you think about having Ariel X on the podcast. She's the three-time champion, which is pretty hard to have. I don't know. I don't know exactly how many fights she's had, or but I would. You know, I think it'd be funny to ask her about her training camp and who she's going to call out and what she thinks about Ben Askren and TRTUs. So that's that's what I'm. This is, this is what I I, I I think about when I'm in my in my apartment. I don't I don't think about Ariel X, but I think about okay how to make the show better. So, uh, yeah. so now, Okay, so now you guys got the, the Ben Askren story with the Hector Lombard. I'm sure Hector has a different version on it. We'll get his take on it. We want to get Josh Barnett on the show to tell his version. We have Phil Baroni coming up and Jeff Nader. It's a very long podcast, but you know what? I think you guys are enjoying it. So uh, let's call Phil Baroni right now. Hello. Is this the New York Badass? What's up, man? Is this the best ever? The best ever, the one and only. What's up, man? How's it going?
1: Not man, just got done training, dude. I'm f-ed up, dude. <laughs> man, busted up. How, who, where, uh, who did you train with? I'm, I'm at one kick nicks in, in Vegas, trying to trying to get my uh, swagger back, bro. I'm busted up, man.
0: Happy New Year, by
1: What's the up? way. Yeah, thanks. Happy New Year. We just had
0: uh, Ben Askren on. Uh, he yeah, said- I heard. He said he, he, he said he agreed to fight you after you get a win. He said you have to win and then he'll fight you.
1: Okay. Because he f-ing realized I'm the biggest fight he ever had in his life. Dude. I, f-ing, I i at main event you know, probably pri- Grand Prix, Bushido Grand Prix. He's a, f-ing, he's a thought at that guy. I can't <laughs> wait to win a fight and beat his ass. But I need to win it two before I fight him, bro. I feel like I rushed gate right now, man. I feel like. Up, yeah,
0: I mean, but have you been? Uh, have like, for example, I know you were you were injured for a while, correct?
1: Um, yeah, and so, so, yeah.
0: So I mean, so coming back, it's gotta be tough.
1: It's the worst, bro. It's the worst. It's uh, the worst. Are you? In your, are you gotta gotta still?
0: In, in, like, I mean, how's your uh, cardio coming along?
1: I hate when everybody asks me that
0: question. All right, forget it. Uh, next, you know I mean? next question. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I know because, it, because I know if you I'm haven't saying, fought in a while.
1: That's the worst. That's the only question I've ever asked. Yeah, no, I've ever I'm just saying because you haven't. I'm, only, I'm not saying it because
0: you're yeah. a personal cardio. I'm saying
1: if you haven't fought in a while, if you haven't trained in a while. <laughs> it's bad, man. It's, it, 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 it's bad, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm busting up here, man. It's up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll never ask you about your cardio again. I yeah, promise. never ask
1: you about my cardio again. Uh, I'm <laughs> personal about that. I, should, I, can't, I, can't, I can't ask that question. It's like. Eighth grade. You're the
0: funniest person was, in the world. You tell me about you, you tell me about using a penis pump, uh, about yeah. four floors of whores. But then the cardio, you get offended by. <laughs> yeah,
1: the cardio's f- up.
0: That's uh, yeah. I, I, I get it, man. Everyone has I their. Take th- to it.
1: I everyone take has
0: their. Everyone f- has their sort things, man. Everyone has their things. You,
1: you, you, you know what I mean, dude? The, the, the penis pump is. Uh, oh look, your muscles are so big. Do you lift weights? Yeah. Okay. is <laughs> huge. You use penis pump? Yeah. The difference. <laughs> you know I mean? it's a good point. It's a very yeah, good point. I, mean,
0: <laughs> I, I promise I'll never now. Uh, now, when you were in New York, you were uh, you uh, train people back in New York?
1: Yeah, for funny explanation, man. My my my, my wife plus my balls. I need to make a little money. She told me to, to train some people. Go go some people. I'm like, listen, I, I'll just go work a couple nights. at... at, at the rhino she's like no way no way you know she thinks you know uh, you know there's old you know not the rhino there's a bunch of girls there and shit she thinks that's the problem but you know she's like whoa, whoa. I'm like, what do you want me to do here block 10 she's like no 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 what do you want me to do cool. Why do you personal training people that's that, that's wait, back, i got more personal uh, training people but, but, but I, I, before you go on how, how many how
0: do you train people how what? many how before you go on how many strippers do you think you've banged in your life
1: Oh, time, dude! I used to work at the Rhino. I mean, so thousands, six uh, fifty, uh, uh, 650. six, fi- six, six I, hundred and fifty know, strippers. There was like a, there, there was, there was like four hundred girls on every night, bro. I mean, a, a lot of girls. I, I mean, a lot, bro. I was banging strippers. I mean, you're from, you're from, Long Island. You remember the Gaslight? You remember the Gaslight gas on Sunrise Hallway? There, yeah, there, that, that strip bar. I used to go in there when I was in high school and I was banging strippers. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, 16, I think I was. Let's get in there. Drink diet soda. Cause I, wasn't, I wasn't 21, so they let me drink diet soda.
0: And then you would just go out and just wreck shop?
1: Try, try my best every time.
0: Nice. Well, you got to keep trying your best. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, so uh, go back. So personal training.
1: Oh, personal training, bro. All I'm saying, I, that, that's how you get laid. You know what I mean? I don't, you only train girls. And, and you know, besides listening to the f- stories and uh, you know be, being a therapist imagine me a therapist a therapist these chicks, then, you then know, then you end up banging them. And, a, you know you got to keep your clients you got to bang them all the time
0: but you got your uh, degree in uh, social working correct yes that would be funny by the way that would be hilarious if, <laughs> if I went to a therapist and it, it was you it was,
1: I got my degree <laughs> in psychology to be honest that's pretty funny <laughs> that's a, that's my fallback plan it would be a school, high school guidance counselor things <laughs> done
0: Phil Barone. we gotta do a sketch <laughs> Phil Baroni, high school guidance counselor, that's our next sketch that would be so that's funny my, that's
1: my next move man, that's my next
0: move a kid goes in there, hey I'm having problems blah blah blah, hey, I'm the fucking best ever let me tell you about the strippers I used to bang that would be <laughs> four floors of hordes in Singapore that would be awesome so what happened in New York when you were training people
1: man, I mean, that job that, that was, you know I was a crazy, crazy job. I, I was a, f***ing, you know, a teenage bodybuilder. I was like, you know, and you know, I didn't know that bodybuilding shit was, you know, as black as it is. But anyway, I, I was doing that stuff. But that, that, that was a tough guy thing. So I was winning those contests. And my friend had a gym in, uh, in, uh, Head. You know, probably the richest area in Long Island. And all, you know, all the, you know, all, I, I was training all the rich housewives. Dude, I, I was banging. Oh, I, I, you know, I was banging tons of chicks, bro. I mean, I I might have been banging more chicks doing that than with them than I did when I was stripping.
0: Wait, you know? so that you were going up to housewives in Long Island, you were sleeping with them. Did you ever get busted by a husband or?
1: No, no, but 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 but, but two times. Two two times the dude was home, and and he kind of wanted to come in. I mean, that's another story. <laughs> Wait, the guy wanted to come join you? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just want to watch for a minute, and then I want to, you know, maybe, maybe sit on the bed. Did you let him? <laughs> what? Did you let the guy sit on the bed? You let, let... sit on the bed. The bitch behind you dude. It was a hundred bucks uh, an hour, back then it was like a thousand bucks an hour. now, so yeah. So, so she paid. So bed. she
0: paid you a hundred bucks to have sex with
1: her. No, no, no Pay me hundred bucks to train her. To
0: train her, but you ended up having sex. Free, yeah. But that you that that that
1: f-ing
0: you're having sex, that there, that and that the husband's watching.
1: Two times, yeah, two, two different ones, yeah. They go home. I guess you know they're into that shit. You know, when they're rich.
0: Well, was it awkward afterwards when you like when you, you like said goodbye and stuff?
1: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Put my shit on the left. I shook his hand. One of the two I shook his hand.
0: <laughs> you shook his hand after he had sex with his
1: wife? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. No, that's the number one. That's the one gig. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, telling my, I'm, telling, I'm telling my lady man. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the line. She's like, no, 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 not what, 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 what do the f- do you want me to do? Dude, I've been fighting the f- cages in my underwear for the last 15 years. What the f- job i will get? She's like, why don't you go personal training? Some, you know, people. You know, it's only chicks that you personal train. You know, I, I, I'm tired of trying to explain that that's the worst f- thing you possibly do. That's that. You gotta. F- them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Shoot, give you you know buy ten sessions, but you know you want you want to high but by, by session number ten, you got to f- bang that. There's, no, there's no there's no there's no way around it.
0: Absolutely, I mean that's I mean that comes to the territory, man.
1: Yeah, I mean. So. I mean,
0: I I wish I could relate, but but sure, why not? It sounds yeah. in, <laughs> it sounds amazing.
1: So you, I mean, you know, it's not always amazing. There's old ones in shape from fat ones, but you know what I
0: mean. Did you have to? Did you have to have like, some of the fat ones too, or no?
1: Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. But why did you
0: have to sleep with them? Why couldn't you just train them? Because they won't
1: re up. You know, they won't re up. They won't re up. No, they won't re up.
0: So you're afraid that if you don't have sex with them, they're not going to order another ten sessions.
1: They're not going to order another ten sessions.
0: I could understand the logic behind here, and you—you you definitely want to work. I mean, you need money. I wanted to do it
1: too, you know. I want, you know, some I wanted to do.
0: But the fat, smelly ones. You know what, I mean? that, 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 what about what? The, what about the fat, smelly ones? You don't want those ones. Sometimes,
1: <laughs> better than nothing. I mean, I got into some weird shit. Well, well, anyway. Wait, what was the
0: weird shit? Wait, what do you mean you got? How? What, what was the weird you shit want, you got into? You want
1: to know? Make sure they work out first, and you know. Get real sweaty, and dirty. Don't shower, you know, for two days, and, and train them and then go home. All in the car, clothes in the car. The
0: real rich ones in, in the car. So the you, so you, you told them, look, I'm only going to have sex with you do if you don't shower for two days.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and work out with me for two sessions.
0: <laughs> wow, this is like this is like a a, a movie. I mean, a, a Cinemax late night movie, but it's still a movie, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy you've you've led a crazy life Baroni.
1: i don't I don't think it's even that crazy man I mean I think that's crazy i mean i think I think every personal trained dude is doing it unless you're like no matter what you are i mean it goes to territory. I'm telling you I mean, Baroni, mean, you, you need to write get a book, more man. if you get more than ten sessions you're them. Phil Bur- you you' know banging. I mean? if any dudes out, if any dudes are out there with a girlfriend that's getting personal training or your wives get personal training if she's doing more than ten sessions, she's f***ing the dudes. get guaranteed I mean that's just. <laughs> A little advice there for the old badass. Well, some
0: of the some of the guys are gay. The personal trainers, so maybe you'd be safe with a gay guy. Yeah, maybe. I think honestly, though, I'm telling you, man. The book is called New York Badass, right? You tell you tell you tell all your stories, and it'll be it'll be a best selling book. You Uh, think so? I do. I'm telling you, I your stories. You got to sit down with somebody. Who knows what they're doing? Which I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of people that do that. And you just tell your stories about about the being a bodybuilder and being a going to college and, and getting thrown out of college and being a fighter and going to the UFC and fighting all these people and banging all these chicks and doing all the strippers, and all the porn stars you've had sex with. I'm telling you, people would eat all it the up. Drugs. All what the f- f- <laughs> people would eat it up.
1: They eat it up. So.
0: Anybody listening that wants to make money and make a million dollars on a book that's going to be a movie one day, contact Phil Baroni, because that book I would read that book in a heartbeat. I know you say snitches get stitches, but I, I don't think it's yeah. real. I don't
1: think it's really snitching. They just can't use names. They just can't use the real, the real guys' names.
0: Yeah, call him like uh, call him like Skank Shamrock or something, or you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just make up names. Right. So how's uh? I know. So, Askren, so
1: are you still going to fight in 1FC? Yeah. I mean, what's, well, your, what's yeah, your plan? I mean, I wanted I want, I want to fight, but, but if he's like, i to win going fight I, that's better for me, dude. You know, I would like to have a, a tournament fight before I fought him. No, I, I straight up asked him. I mean, I guess, I guess they told him, listen, dude, shut the f*** up. You know, it's a, it's a big fight. You got you to take the fight. He changed his whole tune, you know? So no, uh, that's good for me.
0: Yeah, no, you can listen <laughs> to the thing. I, I straight up asked him, I said, would you fight Phil Baroni? He goes, if he wins a fight, Absolutely so
1: yeah just I'm, so I'm, 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 I'm going to win my next fight for sure so, and, and, and I'm going to make sure i one going see so uh, you know I could definitely beat this f***ing ass i, I f- start out to that dude get, get guaranteed now. I mean I'll watch him again he's got nothing for me step and fetch wrestler you know I, I'll, I'll bust him up do you
0: have any uh, Frank Trigg stories by the way what do you have any stories about you and Frank Trigg
1: so, no. no. <laughs> why that one? I because I'm dry. like... Is he sitting there telling his story?
0: It's I'm friends with Frank Trigg, and uh, and he's got... Uh, and that dude's crazy, and so are you. So I yeah he's, cra- yeah,
1: he's really crazy, but he doesn't tell the stories, right? No, I'm no, no. I'm just I-, I was just warming up on these stories. <laughs> you know I, mean? I'm, I Like I was saying, John, I mean, actually, I mean, I'm not the kind of... I'm, I'm not a storytelling guy. I'm not the guy at the party telling stories. story. I'm like, you know, I'll yeah, but I, don't, usually, I don't think you realize, Phil. No, but yeah, but, but I mean, people, love, too, people love hearing your know, stories,
0: and the way you tell them is really funny. That's why I, I told Amanda, I said, dude, don't even tell them to write it down. Just have cliff notes because you being you is more than enough. And people, they, right. they, I'm telling you, my Twitter account all day long get Phil Baroni back on. We love Phil Baroni. Phil Baroni makes my day. Phil Baroni is the funniest human being on the planet. I mean, people, you have no idea. And I'm telling you, you need to write a book called The okay. New York Badass. No one has your stories. Nobody has them. Nobody has them. All right. So, all right. Last question. What do you think about these guys yeah. with, uh, with uh, TRT? Do I think about it? Yeah. You think it should
1: be legal? Dude, I mean, w- 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 what's the point? Guys are afraid we're hurt. We're fighting in cages. You're gonna be trying to f- kill each other. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Take whatever you want. Dude. That's why pride was the best, you know. <laughs> How many or guys? Get how get many guys everything. were taking steroids in uh,
0: Pride? Huh? How many guys were taking roids back in uh, Pride?
1: I think everybody and everybody was doing in UFC back in the day too. You know what I mean? And, and you know there are guys that are real smart right now that have real smart, you know, uh, the labs or whatever, and, and they're you know being test. Right. I mean, I mean, look at what look at what's the thing just knocked out. And, Pacquiao, Marquez, you know, he's with the Balco guy. Yeah, uh, I Yeah. And his body's weight is what body's weight better. He's fing twice, the, you know what I mean? He, he fought Pacquiao. I always bet that fight every time I bet, I bet Marquez and I fing lost, except for the last one. But anyway, he fing, you know, he, he never even budged Pacquiao for the first two fights. Then, then he starts from that. And I him out for, for f-ing, you know, 10 minutes out, out cold. I mean, he's definitely on shit. You know, he's, he's a totally different fighter. He's, tw- he's twice the size. He's, he's faster. He's out-speeding uh, out Pacquiao. You know, he looked good in that fight. I mean, I was a f- He looked like a f- beast. And, and come on, dude. Pacquiao was natural. Pa- Pacquiao later on shit. He, looked, he was still, like 10 week less than what he used to be. But a guy, I
0: mean, like, a guy like Chris I, I think, Weidman... I think, I think
1: the playing field was even. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the playing field was even.
0: But a guy like Chris Weidman, who says that Belfort's a, a cheater... And he thinks that Belfort has a, you know, that TRT shouldn't be allowed. Guys like Vitor Belfort shouldn't be able to take him. So you don't, agree, you don't agree with, with uh, Chris?
1: Man, I was like the guy is, is, a, is a New York guy. You know, I, I got a roof for him. But dude, you know, when I when I was fighting, when I'm fighting, I'm not worried about what the dudes on. I just want, I just want to beat his ass. I want to fight the best you possible. You know, I want to fight the, the best version of that guy possible and beat him. you know, I, I never cried about who's on what or. Whatever. I mean, he's natural. Whatever. Why good for him? But I mean, I don't know. Bellfoot, I like Bellford. You know, he's killing dudes now. I mean, he he shouldn't change nothing. Should he? <laughs> Did now, you ch- I, I don't know if it's TRT doing spinning back cakes or kicking dudes' heads off. I mean, I mean, if he, whatever, if, if that TRT making him kick like that, I'm gonna go on <laughs> TRT. I've waste my time going to Thailand. Not, not really. Too rough. A lot of fun that, but you know what I mean? I ain't gonna. Keep no more type ads. I'm take a shot of test. Right. Yeah, every juice bag at Charles Beach ain't doing spin back kicks like that.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. A lot of people try to discredit what Belfort's doing because they go,
1: he's, oh, a... he's a sad, bro. Jimmy, you know you know? he, he, he was in the UFC. You know, he's, he's younger than me. But, but, you know, when I was working out with the weights, that, that was the guy I was rooting for, Belfort. I, I like Belfort a lot, bro. I think he's out of his mind. He's nuts. But he's. Is is savage. I mean, did you ever train with him? I like the, I like the, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I actually sparred him. I actually spotted him in, in in Vegas a long time ago before he fought before he fought Chuck Liddell. That they, that fight I spotted him in Vegas. How did
0: that, how did that go?
1: A weird, which is a weird fuck. Good, Bobby. You know, we had it pretty good. He only had gear nothing. He he went out to fight with a black guy.:
0: Wow, he doesn't wear headgear during sparring.
1: I don't know. He went with a fight with a, with a,
0: with a black eye. So uh, it, went, it went good, though. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, Phil Veroni, man, I hope you get that fight, the Askren fight. Uh, no, I'm going to fuck. i
1: kill that, dude. That's the fight I want. Right? That's a big fight. I mean, I got to win a fight, though. So, so you know, they probably told him, yo, yo, shut the fuck up, dude. That, that's a big fight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got to I mean, come back and, and then you fight him. So that's big. I'll tell you, a
0: lot of people have been hounding him saying that he's ducking you.
1: He is talking to me, but, but, I mean, it's better for me. You know, after, after this workout, I'm like, what the f***? No. Oh. It's just one workout.
0: So, don't, the, don't be the too more, hard The yourself. more time,
1: the better it is, dude. The more, the more time, the, 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 the stronger to get, you know? Let me get on some TRT. Kill that off.
0: <laughs> well, let me know how that goes. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm called Dolph to stop that and
0: Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Call Belfort's doctor. <laughs> Call him up. <laughs> kick his ass. Yeah. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, brother.
1: All right, man. Thanks.
0: Take Thanks care. for having me. Always, always. So always. Well, that was Phil Baroni, one of a kind. I'm telling you, write that book. I'd be the first one to read it. Phil Baroni has an endless amount of. And there are some stories he's been holding back. That is absolutely true. Because sometimes he'll. he'll, he'll uh, He'll tweet me at night and be like, remember the time he'll uh, tell me these stories? Like, like 3 o'clock in the morning, he'll tell me stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah, I don't know if I can bring it up on the podcast. So if you keep tuning in, there's stuff out there that's even crazier. This is like the tame Phil Baroni. He's right. And, uh, wow, I wouldn't want him banging my wife if I was – uh, to, yeah, I'm never getting my wife a personal trainer. I don't have. I'm not even married, but if I was, I would never let Phil Barone. First of all, if you if Phil Barone is coming to your house to personally train your wife, to, you know, I think it's time to get divorced because that's the last guy I want in my house telling my wife to do squats. I mean, yeah, I, I would much rather have Nick Ring do that. So, Jeff Nader is our final guest. I'm going to set this up. So we had Dan the Wolfman on. Um, Dan the Wolfman told some, uh, you know, he's a kind of an underground legend on, on the underground. He's a, a, a former fighter who's now training people, a guy who loves the fight game. A very a fun character, Dan the Wolfman. And uh, he helped me out over in training. So since he's been on the show, there's been all kinds of controversy. Somebody thinks I was picking on him. I wasn't. Uh, but there's a guy named Jeff Nader, Jeff, scary name Nader, who's 5-5 and in Bellator. I looked up some of his fights. He had one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen in a fight. Ever. Jeff Nader, who spent nine years in the U.S. Army as a combatives instructor, and uh, thank you for doing that. He actually fought a guy, Dan Kramer, where he got beaten up for two rounds. When I say beaten up, I mean 2 rounds in a row. Comes back. And knocks out Kramer in the third, which he didn't knock him out. He, he hit him hard, and the, 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 the ref stopped the fight. And uh, it was one of the best comebacks I've ever seen in fighting. This guy's got unbelievable heart. He's calling in. We're going to talk to him. He has a story about the Wolfman that involves the desert and knives and some crazy fight. And he's also a, a, a comedian, this guy. He's, he's a very talented guy. We're going to have Jeff Nader on the podcast right now hello hello is this jeff scary nickname nader this is he how's it going brother you're on the ma roasted podcast
1: oh man you caught me at a wonderful time i'm on my way to conditioning class and this is a great reason to be late
0: <laughs> nice so thank you for being on i actually uh and by the way thank you for your service in uh, the army thank you for doing oh, that
1: well thank you i appreciate that
0: and then I I, 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 was, I watched your fight. Uh, I watched a couple of your fights. That that one fight against Kramer was probably the best, one of the best comebacks I've, I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> I guess it depends on who you ask. Uh, no Dan Kramer fans will uh, agree with you.
0: Well, some people thought that it, sh- it uh, shouldn't have been stopped. Is that what it? Uh, is that what they? What the Dan Kramer fans uh, think? I,
1: I don't know. I don't. Uh... I don't know. You can always argue one way or another. The fight could have been stopped pretty much at any point prior to that, and I would have been completely fine with it. Um, I don't know, it's just the way it goes, you know.
0: It was crazy though. I mean, that guy be, he beat you You probably took like three hundred shots in a row, and then came back and knocked him out in the <laughs> third. I, I don't think I've ever seen a comeback like that I don't, I, ever. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, one of the best comebacks I've ever seen. Now, you and we had Dan the Wolfman on last week. And by the way, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to pick on the Wolfman. He is a character. He's hard not sometimes to have fun with. But some, well, one guy on the underground got really upset and said I was... But then he was, like, insulting the guy more than I was. Like, I was asking him funny questions, and he said, Dan the Wolfman believes his own uh, lies, and he's not all there, which I think is more insulting than anything I said.
1: Yeah, you're talking about uh, Canadian couture. Yeah, Canadian um. couture. I'm almost ashamed that I know his screen name. Um, but um, hes been, I don't know what his deal is. I think he's like passively, aggressively, backhandedly defending the Wolfman. You know, he's like, yeah. Dan might be a fad, but so what? <laughs> and you're like, what? I'm not saying all that, you know. But yeah, no, yeah, he's, it, uh, he's a staunch defender of uh, the Wolfman series and philosophies, I guess.
0: Right, but but then when he's defending him, he's actually putting him down even more. Like I had the guy in the Fox Sports podcast. <laughs> and he's saying he's not all there, and he's he's uh, delusional, and I'm like, and then he, and then he was saying he might commit suicide by having. A, I'm like, what? What? What is this guy? Like, I'm just trying to have a funny podcast now. Uh, and then the Wolfman chimed in and said that you. Uh, you know, don't ride my coattails or like, be. but he seemed like he was a good sport about it. So, so what happened? You and the Wolfman, uh, he challenged you to a fight in the
1: desert or something. What happened? Oh man, he's challenged me to all kinds of fights. Uh, he's challenged me to a couple of car races uh, also. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't hate the guy. He's a nice guy. You can tell, you know, when you talk to him, he's like a nice guy, you know, it's right. like. but it's like having a, a, a chick that's a friend of yours that's really good looking but you would never have a date her because she's a psycho. And I, I equate Dan to that. Nice guy. Um I don't you know, I, I I dislike the guys who don't the, the stuff that he says online is sometimes crazy. Um, I consider myself uh, the official Dan, the Wolfman historian as far as uh, the UG goes. Um, so he was online talking about how he's, you know, basically not invented, but somehow rediscovered a bunch of techniques. And then he takes like up a crazy remote country and somehow fits that into the description like when he talks about russian long hooks or mongolian civic kicks and you know like uh, you know stupid you know hawaiian uh pear drops or whatever he was calling them i don't know but he uh you know and he, he gives his um you know crazy names to these things for like a basic thing like a like check and leg kick is called a you know, a Mongolian knee destruction or something, something like that. I just posted, you know, that's the I just close like that, and this is nonsense. Right? You know, we've all been to a Muay Thai class. It's a basic leg kick. But he's like, no, no, you don't know. I trained with Dan Severn. You know, who's you know not really known as a kickboxer, I'd say. <laughs> but uh, you know, and it just went from there. The this relationship where he posts a thread and I immediately bomb it with. Um, I don't know. So, Honestly, I make fun of it, but you know, I just point out the uh, inaccuracies. I guess so, in his claims to have invented stuff like you know the rear naked choke or whatever.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, do you think his techniques work? Or I
1: think Dan has some legit skill at grappling. I think he has a legit interest in martial martial arts. You know, he's trained in several different things. He's not. He don't have no thirteen black belts. I heard him say that on the podcast. Dan has a black belt in talking about having black belts. That's what he's got. Dan has a black belt in talking about Dan Wolfman. That's what his skills are. But he's, I don't know. He has an interest in it, and you can't fault him for that. He's just a little weird about how he expresses it.
0: So he got upset with you and said he wanted to fight you in the
1: desert? So we're talking about Russian long hooks or whatever other things, and I'm just repeatedly telling him, Dan, this is a basic technique. You did not invent this, and he's... It, and the best part about it, is he'll get. Now he'll get mad at me for saying this, but he'll, he He seems to be like drunk, like like two, three in the morning. You know, with, you know, fairly, you know, once a month or so, he'll get like a good drinking session, and it seems. And then he'll post like six times in a row, each with about seven paragraphs, each funnier than the last. They just get better and better. And he was like, "I." He's like, "You don't know Nader. I know people." He's like, um, if you were, if you were man, a real man like you pretend to be, you'd accept a fight with me in the deserts of Nevada. A knife fight to the death? Four question marks. I don't know. Are you man enough? Wow. <laughs> now, I mean, you know what? <laughs> go
0: ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, but I mean, you're skilled in in army combatives and stuff. I mean. And plus, you wouldn't want to fight anyone to the death, anyway, in a knife fight. I mean, what? How did you respond to this?
1: <laughs> well, the embarrassing part—the most embarrassing part of the whole thing—is that because it was so sudden and like out of left field, and it was like the fifth post of his in a row, to where they were almost incoherent. It just—I it, was completely caught off guard for a second, for a hot second. And I, most of my friends that are listening, are make fun of me for admitting this. I was like, "Oh man, this dude's crazy," and I had like an inkling of fear, like maybe this dude would like come to my house and find me with like a, a, a naga samurai sword or something. Uh, and then I snapped out of it and was like, "No, no, no this is Dan the Wolfman I'm talking about." Uh, I don't know. I asked him if it was really serious, and a bunch of people chimed in with the old, you know, "shit just got real." <laughs> dot dot gif dot jpeg thing, and you know? I don't know. He, he disappeared. For like a week, but he maintains that he was 100% serious, wow. and he likes to act as if you know I'm like the third or fourth person that he's you know challenged, and you know I'm the third or fourth person he's going to bury in the, the wilderness of Nevada.
0: That's I wonder how many guys he's actually buried. Um.
1: I don't know. I, you know, what I've, I've been thinking this for a while. Sometimes I think Dan Wolfman is like the most elaborate, most artfully skilled troll. <laughs> That the interwebs has ever seen. It has to be. Yeah. If you go to his uh I don't know, danstheatro.com or something like that, and you read his bio that he wrote, uh, and what seems like it took about six months for him to finish <laughs> it because it's so long. I seen him though. I did, like, to, uh, I did go
0: to I did go to Gokor's gym though, and there was he was there and he he seems like he knew what he was talking about. Judo Gene actually asked him to show a technique. and uh, he, you know, he was I mean, the one session I was there, it seems like he does know his stuff. He just you're right there i think he does sometimes you know i think he also reacts to people you know like if he would just ignore people it would go away but the fact that he's challenging people to to like knife fights that's why they want he
1: doesn't he doesn't handle it well i i i'll give him that he uh he doesn't handle it well um i don't I, maybe he doesn't have like charisma or like real good people people skills um i said, yes, the guy's a good guy but he definitely is lacking in some of those areas. Uh, I think he was frozen for a while. He challenged like one of the mods to like a I don't know a slap slap fighting match <laughs> or something like that, like a, a Mongolian shin kicking event. <laughs> dude, um, you know, dude, you're you
0: by the uh, way, Jeff, you're very funny, man. You you are uh, now. It says on on your bio, you're a uh, comedian too. Uh
1: well, yeah, it probably says that.
0: Do you do comedy? I, what is, I don't know. What's that? Do you do stand-up comedy?
1: I have done some uh, stand-up stuff, yeah. Uh, actually, I, I'm looking to get into it down in the Boston scene. I've been here for about five years, but I got, like, the family thing going on. Um, most of my comedy at present time is limited to the uh, OG and Dan the Wolfman <laughs> <entrance>. threads. <laughs>
0: No, 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 You are, you are a very funny guy. Now you're also—I mean, you're, you're you're five and five. You're in Bellator, so you're only, you're like at the, the second big show in, in the in the world. I mean, you've you've made it very far. Um, what's your what's your goal? Well, like what's 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 as far as fighting goes? What's your what could we Uh-oh. see from you?
1: Man, it's an honestly, it's a, it's like an, for me, it's an everyday struggle against weight gain. Um, I'm naturally uh, a couch potato, so mostly right now I'm I'm competing just to uh, keep the pounds off. Um, I don't know, man. I've got a career, you know. I'm I'm an air traffic controller, and um, it's kind of a demanding job. Um, At this point, um, you know, the guys I'm fighting, they fight full-time. That's what they do. Like in their their job description, it says, you know, fighter. And their mind says, you know, husband, dad, air traffic controller, amateur comedian, Dan the Wolfman troller, and then it says fighter. Yeah, So it's kind of like a, I look at it like rec league basketball. I'm playing basketball until my knees get out, basically.
0: But that's pretty insane that you do like a, that you're a, like a hobby mixed martial artist who's in Bellator. (laughs) I mean, that's not really normal. Most people just play basketball. (laughs)
1: I don't know. I, honestly, I didn't get to Bellator because they—they they, you know—they saw me fight and thought I was amazing. I took a, that that first Kramer fight. Um, I took that on like a week's notice. Uh, he was supposed to fight. Uh, I don't know if you remember John Clark uh, from the, I think it was like the season eight of Tough. Um, yeah, I do actually. He was supposed to fight John Clark, and Clark got hurt, and they didn't. Have, and you know, Dan Kramer sells like a a million tickets when he fights here in New England, because that's where he's from. And so they needed someone to take the fight, and I took it. Um, I I literally I, had to, I was I was on my, like my second row of Oreos when they called me. I I swear you not, and I had to like finish chewing the one in my mouth before I could answer the phone. And I answered the phone, and it's like, hey, uh, this is tour, Do you want to fight in a week? And I'm like, mm, uh, sure. Just, then I night, I got my stuff together and I got to fight. So uh, when they should, when they come around, you know, I get on the other card and I fight. And I have some decent fights. I don't know. So you have no
0: aspirations to be like the champion one day, or like I mean, to make it to like, the no. UFC?
1: I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like you know I, I would not love to be champion. I'm a, a incredibly competitive. You know, like it's a, it's definitely a competition thing for me. And given the opportunity, I would definitely I'd I'd fight you know whoever. But I mean, I don't. It's not. I don't have that thing driving me. You know, like I'm I'm not living in poverty. You know. um... Eating cans of green beans to get by, for so my next fight when I can get paid. You know what I mean?
0: That's crazy. You're air traffic. That's crazy that you're an air traffic controller who dabbles in fighting, who moonlights as a fighter. This is like that that Kevin James movie, who's like a teacher who's like raising money.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. But and then that Kevin James, well, we, him and I had the same coach. I trained at Seattle Town also.
0: Oh wow. Now, didn't, didn't by oh, yeah. the way, I, mean, I know this is all over the place. I'm sorry for being, I have ADHD. Uh, didn't Dan the Wolfman challenge you to a Bellator fight on the undercard?
1: He didn't challenge me. Dan the Wolfman gave me a Dan the Wolfman direct order to tell Bellator to get him a fight with me. And I'll be honest, it's, I'm not saying I, I would compete against the guy, I guess. I mean, you know, I guess he only fought in pride. But, I mean, you know, the age thing, and he could never, ever make 185. So he challenged me to come up two weight classes and fight him in Bellator. And I was like, you know, Dan, I'm not, it's not like I'm wearing one of their belts. You know, I don't have that kind of pull. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go in and say, hey, Dave Bjorn, no, 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 I'm fighting Dan.
0: <laughs> right. And how do you think that fight would go,
1: though? Um, I don't know. And being honest... Uh, I'm younger. I, I train regularly. Um, he, his the thing he likes to keep saying to me is he likes to keep telling me that I have no technique um, because I have somewhat of like a bra- an awkward uh, brawler type style. But um, I would beat the shit out of Dan the Wolfman to put it to put it bluntly. Right. I think if he took me down, he could probably submit me because he, he he's very legit on the ground. I just think he's got the cardio of uh, an obese woman that shops at Walmart. Um, so I don't think um, I don't think he would last very long. Wow,
0: uh, you, the, your your last fight you were winning, and then you got poked in the eye, and you got toed in the eye.
1: Let me tell you, you can't even. I didn't get poked in the eye; more so, I got speared in the eye because the dude was six foot five, and he had like quarterback length fingers. Like the dude could wrap his hands around a football twice, and I think he, he had to at least go in like second knuckle. And I remember thinking, "Oh man, this this dude just popped my eyeball out on TV." Like I grabbed my face, fully expecting my eyeball to be out of the socket just from outside. So. Um, yeah, that was uh, the fight was going great up until he palmed my brain.
0: Now, now that was a no contest. So That means nobody. I mean, so that was nobody won that fight basically.
1: No, no, no one won that fight. Um, especially not my eye socket. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll get a rematch with the kid though. I've been kind of pushing for one. Uh, Bellator is coming here to, uh, New England, uh, at the end of February. And I've been not so subtly hinting about six times a day, uh, that I want to get that rematch. But I mean, I don't know what their vision is as far as, you know, what guys are looking to develop and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm trying to keep it. shape. I'm actually at conditioning right now. And, um, the purpose of me coming here so I can somewhat be in decent shape for the end of February in case they give me a call.
0: You got to get more active on Twitter because you only have like 200 or something followers and you're funny as hell. You got to start, you know. The the
1: Twitter thing doesn't, um, I don't know, I'm not good at it yet. Um, I don't know, I'm still sort of playing with it. I do most of my my stuff on Facebook where I can just troll my my own family members because they don't OG, so they don't get the OG-isms. So it's funny to me that, you know, my 70-year-old aunt doesn't know what I mean when I say I accidentally the whole thing, you know?
0: Now, didn't you come out of the closet on the OG?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) I didn't come out of the closet because I worked for the government. I got furloughed back when the the government was doing its, you know, we don't want to work thing. And so I went down to um, Memphis um, to work for a buddy of mine who's also an OG-er. And made the mistake of, he works in HVAC, and someone on the OG had asked a question for someone who works in HVAC. And I said, here, you know, answer this, I'm going to go take a shower. And apparently while I was in the shower, I came out of the closet and professed my love (laughs) of penis.
0: That's pretty funny. Your friend's pretty funny.
1: No, he's not. He's not not that funny. (laughs) That's a dick move. His his name is uh, Chris Thomas. His OG name is uh, C. Thomas. And I just want him to know that he's not funny because he will listen to this.
0: I do that sometimes. So I'm a a comic and people go on stage, they leave their phones, and then I text everyone in their phone, hey, I just came out of the closet, please support my decision. And then I watch the text come back in. Some people are like, finally. It's always a a fun thing to do.
1: Well, uh, the one thing before you let me go, Um, I'm on the uh, board of directors for uh, an MMA charity along with Chris Weidman. Um, it's, uh, live to fight.org. And since I've got you on the, um, on the horn here, they're trying to do something where they like raffle off where like uh, Henzo or whoever else happens to want to do it. They leave like uh, the voicemail message for you on your phone. Sure. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll hit you up and see if you'd be down to do that for somebody.
0: Absolutely. You let me know. I will leave a message. A 100% Jeff.
1: Uh, I appreciate that, man.
0: And, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. Shout out to Dan Theodore, Dan
0: the Wolfman. I'm sure he'll be listening. So uh, take take care and have, have a great week, brother. You too, guys. See ya. Bye. Well, that was Jeff Nader um, telling his his story with Dan the Wolfman, and uh, it's interesting, man. What what a, what a crazy life that guy! An air traffic controller who just takes fights because he wants to fight on TV. I mean, that's, I've never heard that before. We've, we've, you know, we've had a lot of people on this podcast and I've never heard that side of it. And that's an interesting take. That's a very crazy take. I mean, I, I meet, you know, I meet comedians that like are teachers or you know, they just do comedy once in a while or you meet someone that, but you don't see meet that many people that just hop into a, an octagon and fight because they're just bored and want to do it and find it fun. That's, I give that guy a lot of credit. And, uh, and Dan the Wolfman, if you're listening, we were not making fun of you, and uh, we'd love to have your take. If you ever want to come back on, you're, you're more than welcome. So uh, that's, our, that's my podcast today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I know it's long, but hopefully you were entertained. I will be at the Hollywood Improv Wednesday night. I will be at the John Lovitz Comedy Club on Saturday night. And uh, hopefully I'll be on Leno tonight. I'm not sure if I get the text. I, I got a thing that I'm on hold to be on Leno. So I'm on call. I think uh, Jeff Foxworthy might actually um, cancel and I might be on Leno tonight. So that, with that being said, hope you guys have a great life. I hope you have a great life. And, uh, and thank you for listening to my podcast. Uh, thank you, Fox Sports, for putting me on. Uh, you can follow me at MMA Roasted on Twitter. Go to adamhunter.com. For all my upcoming dates, I have a new album out. I have a new CD out called Adam Hunter, Inappropriate. You can get it on iTunes. Uh, You can listen to it on Pandora. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Bye-bye.